Hi, this is Lincoln Howes. Lucinda Walters. David Haas. Jeff Brown. Deb Peart. Naomi Russell. Craig Abbott. Lance Brooks. Shona Brown. And you're listening to Australian Survivor Archives. podcast going over the complete history of Australian Survivor from Whaler's Way to the present day. We have an amazing episode for you today. I'm so excited for this. It is going to be an absolute blast. I can already tell you that because I'm staring at a bunch of faces. They're all looking fantastic and we're all going to join together and make this a fantastic episode. I'm going to start off by saying that my name is Ben Waterworth and I am literally the only person on this call that has either never played Survivor or never been outside in a Survivor environment. So I'm feeling a little bit awkward right now. You should be feeling a little bit awkward, Ben, because I'm feeling awkward as well. We, we've got a Zoom reunion right here. We've got five Kadena members. I'm going to say I'm the sixth Kadena member because I wish I was on Kadena. So six Kadena members. We've got three Tapara members. And of course, the host, the original host of Australian Survivor, Lincoln House. It's going to be a great reunion here. A lot of these people haven't seen each other for nearly 20 years. So uh, it's going to be a special little uh, little reunion show we've got tonight. It is indeed. It is indeed. And and we didn't go into this planning to do this. This was kind of a something you kind of conducted a couple of weeks ago in your mind. And here we are. And, and wow, this is, this is happening right now. So you kind of alluded to a few people on the line. So I'm going to go around and, and uh, introduce everybody individually here so they can all get their moment in the sun at the beginning of the episode. Let's start with the man you just mentioned, Matt. The esteemed host, the fearless leader of season one of Australian Survivor, Whaler's Way, Mr. Lincoln Howes. Lincoln, welcome back to the program. It's great to see you. Thank you, guys. Good to see you too. It's, ex- it's, it's exciting to have you here. I feel like, I, I feel, again, awkward. I shouldn't be hosting this. You should be, you're used to dictating <laughs> these guys uh, and telling them what to do, right? <laughs> no, no, no. You're, it's all yours. But, you know, my daughter said to me that um, we are the OG. I didn't even know what that meant. But um, I thought it was old guard, but it's not original gangster, apparently. Yeah, exactly. And I will say, I'm wearing the old school Survivor shirt right now, so I'm kind of feeling very old school. So is Naomi. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Come on. Deb, I hope you've got yours on. Maybe we'll, uh, she'll have to find it. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, I'll, inter- I'll introduce you right now, Deb. I've, I've said your name. Deb Peart is back from Kadena, uh, original Famous Five member. Deb, welcome back. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here, and it is so lovely to see all these faces. Isn't it just, look at them all, these beautiful, pretty young faces, 21-year-olds all on the show today. Uh, we also have joining us uh, from Kadena as well, Naomi Russell. Naomi, welcome back. Go Blues. We Yes, hello. Today, Thank you. Welcome back. Yes, I, I shouldn't say about Hawthorne because Shona's going to start rubbing salt in the wounds here, Naomi. I really need to <laughs> be careful about that, right? We beat North Melbourne a week ago, so we'll stick to that I win, know. right? We were and, going and- very well. 
We should give a special mention to Naomi too, because she's in lockdown right now down in Victoria. So special yes. mention. Yes. yes thank you. Do, yes, so. it's all fairly quiet down here. Yeah, it's, it's a perfect reason why she's on the show today. Nothing yeah. better to do than this, yeah, huh? Exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, what, what are you doing today? Nothing. Oh, I may as well talk to these people I haven't talked yeah, to yeah. in 20 years. Why not? Uh, joining us also, and appropriately right next to Naomi here, uh, maybe we can get some more truths out of them today. I don't know. Uh, it's a man who loves talking about Survivor. He just won't leave us alone. It's Craig Abbott. Craig, welcome back to Australian Survivor Archives. Hey, Ben. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me again. Let's see if we can beat that three and a half hours tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, well, you know, Shona's beaten you now, so you've got to try and uh, get that record back. Four so, hours, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Uh, also joining us, a pleasure, our very first contested interview many, many weeks ago, but uh, the the esteemed first boot from Season 1 Australian Survivor, Lucinda Walters. Lucinda, welcome back to the show. Howdy. And I hope I, set the, I hope I set the tone for the rest of your interviews. You did. Oh. And, and, did and, you, Lucinda, and did you have to edit anything that I said? <laughs> no, uh, you, you, can, you had the fun sound bites that I got to end, add at the end. Gee, uh, really? Winkies, all those kind it, of good I songs. better hear. I better hear a Jeepers Creepers and a Hell's Bells from you today, tonight, Lucinda. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's on the cards. Uh, Can't also, take the country out of the girl. Never, never. No. Uh, also joining us, the the first boot from Tapara. Uh, the one, the only, Mr. Jeff Brown. Jeff, pleasure to have you back on the show. Hi, guys. I hide the half of you, the other half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, come on, Jeff. The baby shit yellow people on the line right now, Jeff? Uh, no, actually, that's what it used to be. Now it's all those <laughs> bastards who voted me off. <laughs> <laughs> We've well, only got two of them. <laughs> I, I better, I better warn everyone here. Je I know it's been 19 years. Jeff's never got over being voted out first out of Tafaras. <laughs> oh, I've got all their names, all their names written on my wrist. Yes, tattooed on there. Yeah, it helps when you work for the police too. That that kind of, uh, you know, that's why Matt got so many of you guys on. He, he is a cop. Uh, well, one of the people that did vote you out. Uh, the the one the only the my favourite in the whole world because I'm her young warrior now uh, the esteemed runner up of season one of Australian Survivor Shona Brown Shona welcome back to the program. Thank you. Nice to be here. And yes, I didn't vote you off, Jess. So I hope I'm still in your good books. <laughs> uh, you actually you didn't vote me off. Yeah. You and say, Kate, yeah, did. I, I didn't think Shona voted for you, Jeff. Hey, you think I don't remember? It's <laughs> <laughs> on the hit list. <laughs> I often wonder. If Lance had voted differently, how the game would have turned out. And oh, I also... Shit, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, I shouldn't say this because it, it's hurtful. Iron Craig would have won if he was on Tapara. Iron Craig would have won... That's a big call. Won Tapara, and yeah, I, that's a big and, call. And I would have loved to see Lance vote different. And I think Lance <laughs> might have been... Anyway... You're There's a, a lot of what ifs already, Jeff. I've been thinking about this a lot. Controversial, <laughs> controversial, <laughs> controversial. I'm, I'm telling you, Lincoln, 19 years. Are you not believing me? He's been thinking about this for 19 years. And yeah. making a list. Yeah, <laughs> checking it twice, all that kind of stuff. Are you, hey, also, are you crossing them off as they go, as you get rid of them, <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> Got them tattooed on there? I was keeping away from that. <laughs> also joining us, uh, the birthday boy, 21 Woo! years young today, 
the nicest man on the planet Earth, Mr. Lance Brooks. Lance, welcome back <laughs> to the show. Absolutely a pleasure to be here, and uh, I've enjoyed immensely. Uh, I've enjoyed immensely listening to everybody's stories. Isn't it fascinating to hear other people's perspectives in depth of their yeah, absolutely, their journey? yeah. It's really uh, fascinating. Actually, I've really enjoyed it. It's been wonderful. Yeah, it's, and it's funny it's taken this long for us to find all that stuff out. Only, yeah, <laughs> 20, 20 years, right? Uh, what yeah. else can we find out tonight? This is this is what we're really going to get to the bottom of it. I will say too, uh, David Haas is around. He he is here and then not here and here and not here. So expect him to pop up randomly at some point. Matt, you're getting very excited to seeing his face well, once more. He's an IT guy, you know. He's got <laughs> connectivity issues. We know that, like you know. So he maybe just. He forgot yeah. to charge his phone up to 100%. This can happen to IT people every now and then. Craig's so excited to be able to to talk to to David. So, you know, we, we need to we need to get him back here. I mean, Craig, you've been building this up for 18, 19 years. Yeah, I'm a bit intimidated. I'm shaking in my boots yeah. here. Thank God. <laughs> can, can I just say too, Lance, so one, one of the things I've loved about covering this season is you had told the story about how you had lost your original Tapara buff and that one of your kids had taken it. It turned out afterwards, after all, you did have it all along. You, you found this old treasure chest of memorabilia you had from the show and you had you found all this stuff, including your original Tapara buff, that uh, that it wasn't long you know, long gone. It was actually in a, in a in the cupboard in a box. Yeah, we, we've moved a few times over recent years and, uh, oh, not over recent years, but over the years. And I totally, I, I, totally, it wasn't until you guys made me think, I thought, God, it must be something somewhere. And uh, it was fantastic. I, yeah, I actually, I, I, you know, I, and I showed you in a little video there one day. Yeah. And a couple of photos and, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, like, it's been, I'm sure we're all the same. And he put these bloody things on. <laughs> yeah, I'll get mine in a second. It, it's, it's such a, you know, it's interesting to listen to you, Shana, as well. I mean, you said you hadn't, like, we've all had such a rich experience and you've sort of parked it there and, and gone on with life. But exactly, yeah. you have sort of brought back some incredible, you know, everybody knows it's such a unique thing and just have had the, just the pleasure of enjoying going through it again. And, and, and as Jeff said, or you, you think, oh, God, these mistakes. But I don't know. It's just been a really wonderful, I've really enjoyed it immensely. And, and, and thanks to Matt and Ben because you're so passionate mm. about it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, really I was actually going to apologise almost for awakening the beast in this. As I said, <laughs> no, Craig won't absolutely. leave us alone. I, I, like... I think it's a good thing. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. I think, I think everybody needed to talk about it. I do. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, Lincoln, very I cathartic. Yeah. Group therapy. Has, um, well, has anybody got their RM Williams I, jacket left? Anybody I think most that? people that were voted off, though, think they were voted off. They didn't deserve to go. Because I voted for myself, I knew I was going. Everybody <laughs> yeah. else... So everybody else has probably had a little bit of like a lot of thought probably over 18 years, like I shouldn't have gone, wasn't my turn to go. I mean, I've heard yeah, it. But I mean, I think we've, learned, we think we've learned through some of the interviews uh, after yours, that there were a few people who kind of put their hand up. Yeah. Really? Karen was one of the, the more the more shocking mm. ones when she basically all but said that she put her hand up so Naomi that, that that you could stay. I mean, that was kind of a, a very interesting kind of thing. I mean, that just is it just a Kadena thing though? I mean, Shona, Jeff, Lance, <laughs> did, did anybody on Tapara ever want to go at any point? I don't think so. 
I don't remember anybody wanting to go. <laughs> I mean, you had so one member literally wanting to kill one of you, so. Yeah, not quite right. there. Just want to point out Jeff. I'm liking the look Jeff's going here what right have now. you got the mask on for? <laughs> <laughs> so I can say things and no one will know who it was that said it. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a pandemic right now, oh, so. Uh, anonymous. There's yeah, an anonymous they... man in the middle. It's <laughs> funny about that Kadena voting thing because it was after listening to Naomi and Craig and you guys and your perspective, like when I left, I I had forgotten that. You know what I mean? Like I think it was, and I, I knew myself that, and I forgot to th- about the paranoia. Like there was just so much paranoia out there as well. Mm. Um, but I think from my perspective, it was not about wanting to go. It was about realizing that I probably was. So I sort of, you know, and I, it was funny. I don't recall throwing, you know, myself on the sword, but I can remember having that conversation that you guys talked about, you know, but I think yeah. in my heart, I was just going, but you're not going to vote me out. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But that was the shock too, Deb. You, you weren't like that at the start. You were, you, you seemed like the person who wanted to go all the way and would do whatever it took. Deb was my pick, and Deb was you, my pick for the winner. Right yeah. Start. And I, I mean, we've probably all analysed it and what could have been and I should have done things differently. And that's like I said in my interview, I hope no one has any regrets. I certainly don't. But I learnt a lot from it. And and I've sat there and often wondered why things went the way they did for Kadena versus Tapara. And that's why I found everyone's interviews fascinating because it's certainly confirmed some things but changed my view on others and it's just it's been interesting to hear everyone's story was there, was there one in particular and craig i'll direct this to you now and then other people maybe can chime in with their thoughts any interview in particular that changed your mind the most in in terms of your thought process on how they played the game and kind of your perspective of the game in general with that well probably hearing tapara really um and and I, I thought Katie's interview was fascinating, but I, I what I found funny was, um, you know, and all jokes aside, I know we're talking about the baby shit yellow and Tapara sucks, or Kadena sucks, but <laughs> it was interesting to hear Tapara the way they spoke versus the way we were speaking. There was no difference. There was people like, I think, you know, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in Shona's interview, she said about not wanting to draw attention to herself, flying under the radar. Sophie said it. Lots of people said it. Everybody knew, Kadena knew that you were only as strong as your weakest person and we all tried to band together and do it. And so did Kadena. And so it was interesting to hear there was really no difference. And I always kind of thought, and I guess what I learned, I made a mistake with the assumption that I just thought that there'd be 16 really, really kill anyone, just do whatever. But then some people said, oh, well, no, it was about an experience and I was interested to see how I went. So it was just interesting to see the dynamics of what people wanted to get out of the experience. And and I always just thought, oh, they must have beat us every time because they, they had that 5% that they would throw themselves on, the, like that they would give it all that they could. But then after hearing Katie's, I, I kind of feel like, you know, no one wanted to lead in Kadena. We all wanted to go under the radar and not, you know, everyone got along really well and we gave it everything we we could. But I reckon that 5% that, that um, Tapara had, 
was influenced by the likes of Katie, like that experience of team and getting people together. And, and to me, it sounds like Tapara really got fired up before a challenge. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think, That's just, I, I just the found there maybe their preparation was just a bit more competitive or something. I don't know. I think, I think, well, I think the biggest outward difference between the two tribes was that Kadena really went with the mateship thing. And Tapara said they were, but they weren't right from the right. start. I mean, Katie, Rob, they were plotting from the beginning. And from the outside, you could see that that, that was a difference, I mean, within the tribe. Whether that then, I don't know what that has to do with the fact that you couldn't win, win challenges, because on paper, you guys are physically as able, if not more able, than, than to power. So, so I don't see how that, unless it is what you talk about, this 5%, you know, mongrel, um, that um, you know, they had that you guys didn't. But you certainly had an attitude yeah. of, of where, you know, bloody, you know, alliance was a dirty word. And this is survivor, guys. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's interesting to hear that from the outside, Lincoln, and, and obviously from behind the camera, because I think that's the difference. I, I, I think it's they wanted it more and they were playing the game, like just that 5% more. It just It's just that edge. I, I, I don't know, but we'll, you'll never know. It's just the way it rolled, but... I, I just mean, think some of those they, challenges were some of those challenges we could have gone either way. Yeah, it was down to the wire yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, uh, we were going to play that first one. <laughs> that was uh, out. Don't talk about the first one. I think that fire is still trying to get lit. <laughs> I think, I and listening to Sean, like, and I, I, when I heard Sean, and I just went, "You mean we lost that oh. because you couldn't afford some diesel?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that oh, what it no, was? But, I mean, well, that's but, what know, Sean said. Yes. Lincoln, you said we were playing as a team. We weren't playing as a team. When we spoke javelins, I said to everybody on our team, I said there's only two people capable of throwing that javelin that far in our team. So I said, why don't we all just, the people that can't throw it that far, just run up, grab your javelin, just throw it. Don't take a run up and try to get it. You know you can't. Everybody went, yeah, 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 yeah. So what are they? And... Sure enough, only two people could get it, but we wasted all that time. And there it is, me on the cut, just throwing it like, <laughs> look like a fucking dork. Nobody else did it. Yes. I, I'd like to know what the, um, what, I'd like to know the, the process that Channel 9, I mean, who actually made the decision about who would be um, offered a place? Because there was all, all of the, the, the physical tests, you know, that's pretty standard. Um, there were those psych tests that we did, which were, you know, there were, I think there were three of them and they, one, one of them was a Myers-Briggs. I don't know what the other two were, but one of them was the one that they used to select the um, survivors for the American series. Then we had an interview with the psych. What was it? What was the sort of combination of things? Was it the psych tests plus the interviews that we did with that panel of producers? Um, I'd be fascinated to know what was the criteria that they applied to select people to do that? that it's, a, um, it's, a, it's a question for, for Stephen, really. But what I was surprised about was, like, I mean, nothing against Lucinda. I mean, but, but when you said in your interview that you had never watched an episode of Survivor, mm. You didn't have an idea of what the game was about. That you might have to be you know, lie, and because that's not you. And no. and if you'd known that, you probably wouldn't have even applied. No, I Who's would. Asking because, you questions about because <laughs> because 
My aim wasn't to get on the show. My aim was to get fit, to stop drinking, to stop smoking and to stop doing any other things yeah. that I happen and to be doing. That's very admirable. So, but I just and then I did anyway. actually get on. Because, yeah. So why didn't that stuff come up in the, in, in the process? There was, a, there was a, a process of selection and we all went through it. That's what I mean. I, I, see, I don't know what the process was. I joined, the, I joined way after that was all decided and you guys were already chosen. I, re- I remember asking Stephen that and, um, and I, I know just for myself, Stephen, apparently Pruitt told me that um, I almost nearly didn't get selected. They were, they were weighing up between myself and somebody else and apparently Stephen, they just said look if he's prepared to put himself in a box he's probably prepared to do anything and <laughs> it's it's that sort of that that's kind of what got me across the line but i know when i i said in my interview when i got driven back to whaler's way Stephen just said oh a lot of contestants not particularly our tribe or anyone else he said a lot of people have not been who we thought they were, some better, some worse. Um, but he said we weren't going to pick 16 people all the same for obvious reasons. So I, I think they were just trying to fill spots with just different there, there were a lot of, of I know there was a lot of, there was a, yeah, there was that. There was all kinds of things. I mean, demographic also, you know, they, they needed older women because, um, you know, women are the ones that make decisions on television. Um, but they do that, I Megan. Mean, they do that for the Australian, the American series. They have, you know, they're, they're obviously wanting to attract various demographics. You know, the the um, mother with a couple of kids, the buffed, you know, um, yogi. Um, uh, you know, it's a mixture of our general sort of uh, TV viewing audience, so that you can relate to at least one one person in all of that. And I don't agree with you when you when you mentioned earlier about um, Tapara, um, you know, not not um, I guess being close as, yeah. as tribe members. I actually think we were really close. Oh, no, it wasn't no, until towards yeah, the I, end when it started to get a bit cutthroat about. Oh, yes, I know, but but I mean, in the planning, I mean, you and Rob and Katie, and there was a, a level of planning there early on in Tapara that wasn't. And, and that's playing the game. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. you guys weren't as close as ever because you do get close to people when you're out there. And 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 probably, you know, geez, Katie and Rob were very close. It it it's not necessarily that. I just think that Tapara, like actually it was you know, it was stated that they didn't want to play the game like nasty and let's be all mates. And I I just don't think you can play this game that way. I just And that's the difference, I think, that um in terms of the audience um, the numbers of people that actually got involved with that first survivor was that the American series, as I understand it, and I wasn't, um, you know, all that across it, but there was that sort of that tension, that cutthroaty type approach to things, um, personalities clashing strongly. And we didn't get that, you know, in several um, times during the series. Um, one tribe or the other would show unusual support, not in terms of the Australian mateship um, that we all share, but I think it was um, one of the challenges where we won some time on um, our phones for families and um, Kadena had just been knocked down and knocked down and knocked down and we went across as a tribe and said, look, guys, we know you've, um, 
you know, we know you've had it tough. We're going to share the time that we've got with you guys. Now, that would never happen on an American series. Do you know what I mean? So it, there wasn't that um, ruthless cutthroat um, aggression or tension between um, tribe members or even the, the, the two tribes. Craig yeah, frothing yeah. at the bit there because, Craig, you were wishing that was happening out there, as you were saying before, about how you were hoping that, uh, you know, you would have players all like that way as well. So I can imagine you would agree kind of with Shona's point there. Yeah, I do. I, I just – I realised there was a TV show, but but I didn't really care about – I just thought that, yeah, everybody would <laughs> cut anyone's throat, stab anyone in the back and, and – and, like I said, you know, the fact that there was friendships within Kadena and all that sort of stuff, they were alliances. But we were trying to not cut each other's throat. We were trying to work together. And we had the same philosophy as Tapara, like, let's let's go through with the majority. I mean, that's everyone's objective. But but I, I, I just I still don't really understand why it went down the way it did, but yeah. Just, well, Craig, just really quickly, I, Deb Craig. and Matt, just, I just, sorry guys to interrupt. I just, I really feel I need to quickly just say that David Haas is with us quickly all of a sudden. Yeah. He's, well, he's well, driving was, right now. And I just wanted I, David to get no. a chance to quickly say hello. Well, well, well Ben, that, that's what I was just about to say. We've got David Haas in the house right now. So it's a perfect time for him to arrive because you're talking about people not getting along and everything about the tribes. What was it, uh, David, you might want to answer this, but Craig and David, like you two would have made the ultimate team but you Craig never David. wanted to work with I, each other. I was tell, thinking that too, Craig. Craig tell us David, right that's now. A... <laughs> I would love to get both. We'll start with David. What was it was that you guys just couldn't work together? I, I think we could. <clears throat> I, I think the I think the cast um, were all too nice for a start. Yeah, and, that's what I think. And, we, and that's and that didn't make for good TV. No, that's what I thought too, David. And I, I just think that um, Craig had it really. I, I know he might disagree, but I think he had it. He he had it good because the girls really, uh, really liked him. Now, I mean, if I was in his position, I'd be. Uh, I, I would have probably done the same. But I think he had it he, in that way. He had it good. There was no for him. There's no need to get together with me and and try to do anything because he's got it made as far as i'm concerned he had it made so huh. it made my job really difficult is that why you opted oh, out? Um, out there on the piss the night before good, and that he could write it out i mean he, he could stay keep i wouldn't when you've got a good thing going you keep it going there's no need to and I, I knew that, and at the end I thought, well, I'm going to have to shake things up a bit because the status quo, the way it's going now, um, I'm out of here. Some of the girls will be out of here. Craig will get through. It actually panned out. I, I think I had a conversation with Deb, and it panned out exactly the, the way I said to Deb it would pan out. And I, I wouldn't have done any different if I was Craig. I wouldn't have joined me. Um, I think... He did the best he could do, and I think it worked for him. The problem is, it put him in a really, in a, in a less. When he when when they got to the merge, it made it more difficult for him, I think. But at least he got there. Craig, what do you what do you have to say to all of that? 
Well, there's not much to say. I, I think that's sort of what I think to me, that's the difference between Katina and Tapara right there is I, I don't think, you know, let's say if I had an alliance with the girls, well, I, I think I told you, I, I felt like I was, there was no doubt. I think like Shona and Rob, Naomi and I were like that from the start. So it was just easy. I just knew I could trust Naomi and I didn't have to do anything. I didn't need to convince her. We didn't need to strategize. I think we just knew we had each other's back. And I thought that was the same for Deb and Sylvan. And I always thought Karen was on their side. So I was very interested to hear Karen's interview. That was quite a shock. Some of the things there were, were a shock to me. But when it came to David and Tim, no one ever, David and I never spoke. So I don't know if he was strategizing, if he was aligning with people, but I wouldn't have, if I was David, I wouldn't have sat there and made an assumption and said, oh, well, he's with the girls and he's got it easy. I would have, he should have like, I wish Tim had have spoken to me about alliances or I should have spoken to Tim. It's not for them to come to me. But no one was leading, no one was playing the game. Probably not until they felt vulnerable. So, yes, if I had a good alliance with Naomi, I felt comfortable in that. But it seemed like no one else, no one spoke. It was it was forbidden. But if anyone had said, in Kadena, if anyone had mentioned the word alliance, they would have been voted out immediately. Because alliance just wasn't talked about. I disagree, actually, with that. Yeah. Really? I think um, we all, because of the way that everything was going, um, we lost one, we lost another and another. You know, it, it was really about self-preservation. It was about positioning yourself mm. as yeah, yeah. the best. And your whole game would have been different if you had a, place one, you a couple of immunity challenges. Yeah. That's why I see the difference with Katie. Kate, like you, you the... Tapara were trying to come together, regardless of their alliances. They were rah rahing. They were going in as a team, and I just don't think we did that. And to me, it was that five percent. It was self-preservation. It was like if Lucinda put her hand up, well, shit. Okay, well, that makes life easier. And then, like I said, I no one spoke. The fact that Tim went, I was completely shocked. I just I, so it was just weird the way it unfolded. But yeah, I, I, I agree with Naomi. If, if David had have come up and said, hey, let's form an alliance or do anything, I wouldn't have voted him out for that. He'd be, he'd be playing the game. Well, you were oh, intimidated. No. You were intimidated by David because he was in IT, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, apparently. apparently. Can you hear me? <laughs> we can. No. <laughs> David, would you, <laughs> David, would you have rather been on Tapara? Um, uh, yes, yes. And I, I really like our, our group of people look everyone's so nice and they're a lovely bunch of people and what i'm saying is not malicious or anything i just that's that was my experience out there but everyone's so nice and i just felt like if you i i i watched it when it came out i haven't watched it recently but i do recall watching it and noting that tapara um from the get-go were talking about the game and i really felt that we couldn't we weren't allowed to talk about the game and and why did i think that because a lot of the conversation was we're Australian, we're different, we don't need to play like that, we don't need to be that way, uh, we can talk about the vote we're going to cast. I thought it was crazy. but That's what was time, coming back to the production was that, that, that 
the parrot have gone all mateship crazy and they think they're Aussies and they don't be nasty and they're not American nasty people. So That's they're, just, and they're so loving to, each other. To speak about the game then, to speak about the game, I thought, mate, that's your... That's that's a death sentence. Forget about it because of all the other talk around it, which was we're different. We're not like that. So you get enough of that talk going on in camp and and you're really sticking your neck out. And, and just... Craig's right. I only really discussed the game with, with say, Deb uh, or, or, or Tim or anyone when I felt at the end I had to. There was no option. I had to because the way this is going, this is not working. Lincoln, I just want to quickly add, you've used the word mateship twice now, mate. Well, one more strike, you're out. Um, just to maybe open to, to Shona, Je- Jeff and uh, Lance. How would you handle David on Tapara? I don't know who we would swap out, but I, I would be intrigued. Like, would either of you wanted to have worked with David? Do you think kind of things would have been different having someone like David with that mindset over Tapara? Lance, I'll just jump in quickly, Lance. Is it true that there was a possibility that at the last second you two were actually swapped? For some reason, I, I think to... that you, yeah, that you were maybe meant to, to be ask... on to dinner. Did, um... I was going to ask Lincoln this because I was told post the show uh, by a, one of the production team, and I don't know if this right, and also there was something on my bag that I was originally going to be in Kadena and David was going to be in Tapara. Were you aware yes. of that at all, Lincoln? No, yep. no, I wasn't. Prue told me that actually. One of the Prue, the producers, Prue, Prue told me. Yeah. And yeah. He said that's why you didn't have. I didn't have a name on my bag. Everyone else had a name yeah. on their same, bag. Same with me, Dave. We had different. Same wow. thing. Wow. You were so, given the wrong bus, is what I was told. <laughs> so that's actually been confirmed. So I, I'd been told, and I never had a chance to actually double check that. So. That's so yeah, I heard the same. Swapped. Wow. But, so that, so Lance, the problem there. The problem there is Lance is too nice as well. That would have been no good. Can I, can I just say something? Firstly, I, I but he would have been right when he said there's no alliances going on in Kadena. <laughs> to, to the end, couple there of alliances things. were there. What? Um, firstly, picking up on Shona said, and and a little bit with Jeff, I and answering Craig's reason, I think the para play when we got to, to get to there for the game day, which was every third way. I think we combined very well. You had mm. some, you did have, you had two <laughs> professional athletes, but Bless a whole you. lot of mixed skills as well. You know, like I don't think there was too many weaknesses, but everybody played, like regardless of all the alliances and things like yeah. that. And yeah, sure, there was a group of people who were playing much harder and much smarter than some others. But when the game day came, we competed pretty well. Um, a little of that. A little, a little point. See that picture? Yep. Yeah. You can't um, see because it's a bit small. Um, all those faces, the, the arm in arm camaraderie going to war together. There's only two people smiling. I don't know if it's the humans or that. That's Katie and I, but but everyone going to battle together, and that's how we were every time. And and the person I give credit for that for is, is Katie. She she wanted us to all have a drink of water before we went. Water gives you energy. Uh, she she'd go through it all. We were as a tribe, we were pretty well fed. We had the best the best food in the world, actually, because Shona was always out scabbing something to feed us with. Always preparing. Um, so we always <laughs> ate well. We always had water. Uh, we always motivated. We played for each other. We didn't play individuals. We played a team game. Uh, and, and I think that's a really great picture. That's, for those who haven't seen it before, that's the very first picture taken 
uh, once the game had started. Can we Photoshop David's head into that so he is officially a Tapara <laughs> member? Can we? <laughs> and can I, I'll just say one other thing because it's sort of quite relevant to what we were talking about before about the selection process. I, you probably all remember when you got to when we got through a certain stage and the top two hundred, we had to fill out like about a twenty odd page uh, sort of personal profile and a whole lot of questions. I don't know if you remember. The last question on that is, what would you not be prepared to do to win Survivor? And I, tongue in cheek, but I did because I was you know going for Lincoln. I actually filled out I would not be prepared to lie, cheat, or hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> and of course, how yeah, did you get it? I did write that, and so you would wonder how the hell did I get through to the next yeah. stage? But Absolutely. It was it was early days of uh, you know Survivor and things like that. And so when I got to the remember when we we actually were in that um, at Ridges and on the last day, if we we were all there, obviously. We got the, had that little interview with the, the panel of the, the producers. Yeah. So I, I, I uh, went into the room and it was David, one of the producers. He said, he said to me, what the fuck are you writing back <laughs> down for? <laughs> I use the word if, I'm sorry, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was sort of a quite a charged sort of comment. He wanted to get, have a gut me. And we had this quite spirited debate. But he said, you know, there's people been in this room for today sitting in that same chair. If I said jump out that window and we were on about the second floor, they jump straight out the window to be on the show. So, yeah, so I, I suppose the point being they do want to pick a series of profiles and particularly in those days. So they're not all going, Craig, for the hard person who's who's supposedly going to look like they're going to go hard, 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 hard all the way. Naomi. I feel, I don't know. Yeah. And I, think that I, just want, yeah, I just want to touch on on that and, and going back to something that um, that you said, Lincoln. I was also completely shocked that so many people hadn't watched Survivor before or had only watched, um, you know, a tiny bit, that, they, that not everyone there was, a, you know, a super fan like I was and desperate to, to play and to win. So, you know, mm. I found that really, really quite interesting. Well, I, I Particularly then too. To play the game. I don't have to say yeah. to play the game if you've never watched it before. Yeah. That's it. But I also think, and just a little bit of a rebuttal perhaps to Jeff, um, and David, I think you can be nice and play the game. You know, I don't think you have to be one or the other. No, but when you've got a whole group, that's really, really mm. nice. I think I think that we're genuinely a nice group of people, and I think that maybe affected the way the game. Mm. But and also how it was played. Yeah, it's so clearly different. I'm actually in the middle at the moment of re-watching all 40 seasons, American seasons. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's all of my lockdown. other goals are out the window. Lockdown. I figure I can achieve this one. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> I yeah, looking back at seasons one through four, and particularly Marquesas, which was fascinating for me because that was obviously on air when our season mm. was on. So I never got to see it at the time. So, neither did anyone else in Australia, Naomi. It's fine. Yeah, and that's another reason they hated us. <laughs> but it was played very similar to, in a lot but of ways. I agree with. So. I agree with you, Naomi. And I can see. Well, I can feel like for Deb and Naomi, and like so when David's saying that, and and Jeff, I defend Kadena. I, I yes, you can be nice and you can be competitive. I do think I agree with Jeff though. I feel like that that Katie stuff might have been that five percent when it came time for the actual challenge. That may have I just think there was that little edge. But 
for Deb, for, for Naomi, for myself, I think we, we still wanted it as bad as anyone else. And hey, Craig, just we weren't thing, kidding. No, but we Sorry. weren't kidding ourselves that we weren't, like when David said no one was playing the game or doing all of that, we were playing it differently. I was playing the game. I had an alliance with Naomi. Deb had an alliance with Sylvan. Uh, that's what I felt right from the start, from day one. But I never knew where Tim or David stood. And because oh, yeah. people didn't want to talk about it, you just let it go. But I don't, I don't recall everyone saying you cannot talk about this. Everyone no, was being nice, knowing that if we were stronger together as a team, we'd be more competitive. But I never thought, thought for a second that David or Tim or Lucinda weren't talking. They just weren't talking to me. Deb, when I'd you love said, to when get you said some... before you were shocked, though, that Tim went, How, why were you shocked? How, I didn't get that. Did you not? Because know I would never have voted him out. We never spoke about who was going. And I thought really? Tim was someone like. I think we lacked a leader. I mean, I remember when get kicked out a few. Now people you just wander off to tribal council and just. That one I remember. Point, yeah. That one we we had dis we discussed at the start that this was going to be an organic vote. Let's just see where the vote goes. <laughs> Don't say that. that. One. And that that was the problem, you see. Yeah, <laughs> but but That's, why the hell? And and then that made me think. Well, why the I, hell did they vote Tim out? Like, who's got an alliance here? We all it. lose. We all lose by that. Well, particularly the next challenge with wood chopping aspect of it too. That's all very fascinating because if what you're saying on the one hand is people did or should have watched the American series before they put their hand up and before they went out there and competed on, on our series, it doesn't sound like even if they did watch the American series, it made any impact on how they behaved um, when they got actually out there on location and started playing the game. Because the American, I mean, I, I didn't watch, it was a different era too. I mean, these days you can get digital copies of just about everything, but, um, you know, the, it was a video copy of, of the programs. Um, some people, you know, tape over previous um, TV programs. I don't know how easy it might have been to have got hold of stuff and watched it, but it obviously didn't change or didn't have an impact on how, I'm generalising here, most of Kadena actually ended up playing the game because if you'd watched it, you certainly didn't seem to have um, leveraged that information, that knowledge in your, in your own game. Would that be fair to say, or is that? Well, if every if the if everyone's saying we're Australian, we don't play like that here. When we don't do that here, then that knocks it straight on the head. And can I also say who said too, that? Like, I, I I agree with Dave. There was a bit of that. I remember people, and Tim was a big instigator of that. That you know, it's like I remember sitting around the fire with him one night, and it was all about the hardship of the fact that I think it was in the first couple of days, and we had no fire and no water and uh, no food and you know, it was just sort of solidifying this idea of hardship and therefore we're going to stick together. But the other thing too that was going on, which I don't know if you guys remember, I don't know, I don't know if this happened in Tapara, but there was a real elusiveness about not talking to the producers and it was an us versus them thing. 
And that yeah. in itself is problematic because that really, you, you've got to open up, you know, and you've got, and I remember having Sylvan getting upset with me often because I would say stuff and I was like, well, Sylvan, it's true. And that's our part of what we're doing here. We're playing a game, you know, otherwise we're not making television. So Yeah, but see, Deb, um, I, I didn't give a shit about the TV. I was there for a million dollars and I didn't trust them. They were, yeah, to me, not, another... Right? You trust them. That's that's like they're, they're it's it's a construct. It's not a it's because not... I felt like they could give away any of my game plan or anything to you, or subtly say a question, which they they have admitted that they kind of do that. That they they're there to make a TV Only... show, and I get that, but I'm there for the money. So I I opened up more to them towards the end, but at the same time, I didn't want to risk a million dollars. Because some producer's going to whisper in your ear my game strategy. I, I sort of feel like if you're going to go on a game like Survivor, and I think it, you know, and it's, it's obviously evolved. We've talked about that a lot. But even if you look at the first Channel 10 season, it had very similar strains of mateship and all of that sort of stuff. So it wasn't as interesting, you know, because of that. I think yeah. if you're going to play the modern game, you have to be as, as astutely aware of what they're going to try and do on top of the fact that you've got to play, you know. Oh, so- 100%. I've never watched the, any survivors since just for no other reason than life just happens. But it sounds like a very different game. And and that's what I was saying to Matt and Ben is I, I don't know. I'd love to play the game. But if you're on there because you're making television and you you get on there because you've got 300,000 followers and you're trying to say something funny to get your five seconds, I'm not interested yeah. in that. Well, yeah, I think, there's a lot of that goes on these days. The, the oh, interesting that, thing that, that I think me. kind of we've really discovered a lot in analysing the episodes, and you know, this could be a, a question for the Tapara guys because obviously you played very closely with Rob. But thoughts on, in general is that you know Rob had a game that could hold up to today. You know, he he ticked all the boxes socially, mm. physically. You know, he was well liked. He had contingency plan after contingency plan of people that he was working with constantly out there, and to this day, I think the only person you can compare Rob to in Australian Survivor is David Jeanette, you know, the golden god. You know, they're, they're the two that I think kind of have this complete game. So for as, as much shit as your season will get for lack of strategy or, you know, you were there with the M word and things like that, I, I think that Rob's game stands up 20 years later as one that I think could win this game again. Yeah, I agree. I mean, absolutely. I mean, but but as what, what Shane was saying before, and, and what, what Naomi's saying about you can't win this game. You can win this game by being nice. Well, you can up to a point, but sooner mm. or later, you've got to ditch someone, yeah. and someone yeah, has yeah. trusted I, you. I one hundred percent agree with that, and I don't think, but I don't like the idea of just labelling someone as either a player or nice. You're too nice. No, no, no. no. We created a culture of niceness. We, our whole team was nice. We created a culture of niceness. For, for we, sure. That to do with the producer was for the second vote. So after Lucinda voted for herself and then we had to have the second vote and the consensus was because everything was um, agreed upon in our nice culture that we had to, um, we were going to discuss the vote. Okay, Brian. so Lu- Lu- Lucinda, the, 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 was, Lucinda, was, Lu- Lucinda was voted out first. Now, Lucinda, you you were pretty vocal in that first episode. You were really prepared to take a leadership role. You, you, I wasn't flying under the radar. No. And you, I, you I were, wasn't there to win. I was there to be no. myself. 
But 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 having you go ha- having you go first, did that ultimately hurt Kadena? Because sometimes you need someone that's not scared to speak up. Look at Shona. Shona wasn't scared to speak up. Shona got to the end and Tapara dominated. Was was possibly that the missing link? That yes, you were a little outspoken, but but that's can that can help a tribe. Well, as Craig said, I don't think I don't think you guys had a leader. Uh, yeah, straight up. No one, no one's going to put their hand up. No one wants to put their head up and, and kind of you know, fly above the radar. Um, and that can be hard. You know, it, it, it's a real balance. You know, you, but if everybody's flying under the radar, then it makes it hard. You know, everybody no one was under the radar. Every single person I felt in my team was under the radar, except for me. I know we talked a lot about it individually with each of you in in your respective interviews, but. You know, throwing it out to the three Tapara guys here because I would love to hear you your thoughts in in front of the the Kadena guys. But I mean, just just general take again on and what were you thinking in terms of why they weren't winning? Like, kind of, you know, was it kind of some of the things that Dave was talking about? Were they too nice? Like things like that. Like, what sort of things do you remember being talked around the Tapara camp about? Wow, these guys suck. What is going on over there? Did we did we talk like that? I mean, I don't think we did. I, I think we we knew who was strong in in Kadena and who wasn't, uh, but that didn't matter one iota to us because we we had no bearing mm-hmm. over that really, and we were just lucky that the challenges that we did win uh, were immunity challenges, not the not the reward mm-hmm. challenges, and and uh, so there's fair bit of luck there. We probably won the same number of challenges. The teams were probably both exactly even, except the the coin fell the wrong way for Kadena sometime, but. Well, let me just say, I don't think I was terribly nice. <laughs> I, I, I didn't go the whole episode out of that. <laughs> Do you want to give us any of that, Jeff? You know, the go to par, go to par, any of that kind of uh, bring back some. It memories. works, though, doesn't it? Tell me, tell me that sledging doesn't work. <laughs> but but I, I thought that that niceness, niceness wasn't necessarily a factor where we were. I think that, see, I, I didn't like Rob at all. Couldn't stand the man. Oh. And I'll be honest with you and say, I don't think Katie liked him. But we recognised we weren't voting in him or keeping him around, or I didn't keep him around for that long. I wasn't there. Um, but we, we didn't do that because he was nice or we got on or anything. He was kept around solely for his strength and his, and his strategy. So was Katie. Uh, what was it about him that annoyed you? What, what, what was it about him that, that was you know, grating on people? Um, he, he uh, I guess I can say, I'll say everything else. I thought he was a terrible liar uh, and, and, and he, he didn't disguise his lies. They, they were just blatant falsities. Um, and, and he was making promises that were clearly ridiculous, promising people season tickets to the Hawthorne Football Club, uh, promising dinners and things. That's um, not a promise you want to hear, though, right? Sorry, Shona, the block your ears. But, like, if someone's offering me tickets to Hawthorne, I'm going to vote them off quicker. <laughs> but he he uh, did as little work as he could. There was only, there was only uh, one and a half cooks in, our, in Tapara, and that was Shona was, was the cook, and I would help out. No one else did that kind of work. Um, well, Jane did nothing. 
Hey, Queen Jane Lincoln. Careful. In all fairness to Lance, he, in all fairness to Lance, he was off doing yoga. It's you know like. <laughs> but I, I think I think what, that sounds what, smart to what me. What we're talking about here is, I mean, yeah, um, it was stepping up. What were we talked about? constantly before a challenge, whether the ones we ended up losing and the ones we ended up winning, was going out to battle how the hell we were going to um, beat Kadena. I mean, it was, you come back with Tremail, everybody would hear what the Tremail said. We all had our two bobs worth about what it might mean, what sort of challenge it might be, and how we were going to beat Kadena at that challenge. Um, And I think you've got to look at horses for courses. Rob, with all due respect, Jeff, I mean, Rob may not have um, cooked a meal, but, you know, he went out and gave 110% in any challenge and he was, he was a, he, his strategy was, was good. Um, he, you know, he'd been a, on, a, on a football team, he'd been used to playing with um, and trying to win, you know, AFL games. Uh, same with Katie, you know, um, uh, Victorian triathlete of some note. Um, it was all about winning, winning, winning. Uh, we, we never gave up for a second when it came to competing. Uh, well, I, I think you know, having I, someone like that on your team, I think it does make a difference. I think what Craig was talking about before, that oh, 5%. People who have been in a team situation and, and you know. Yeah, have, have it's all about winning. And, win. um, and I was stunned that Kadena had, um, and I think there were, there were quite a few people who were stunned when Tim got loaded off. It was just, was we discussed it at tech camp, you know, how what, what were they thinking? Especially as it turned out, and this was just, you know, coincidence, the next challenge was one where you needed somebody who knew how to chop wood. But um, we couldn't figure out why the tribe would have voted Tim off when he was clearly... You know, a big bloke. He was strong, and he was, you know, he was out there competing. I, I just, um, I think there was some. Uh, I, for me, it the comes back to Sorry? the ageist. And, and and don't worry, Shona. Craig wanted David to go second, so don't worry about that. <laughs> well. Um, and, and Sylvan didn't know what he wanted every day, so you know. Well, after his so. after his confession and interview, I thought he should have gone first. <laughs> I, um, through the magic of technology Lance has discovered we can send each other messages on the side here um, and has asked me a question <laughs> um, like a, a written message uh, about whether they cha- they thought about swapping the teams up like when Kadena was being decimated and it got down to so few left but, and they did talk about it but at that point I don't think any other survivor had done it Africa um, yeah. hadn't. Uh, I think it was airing when you were filming from memory. I think we yeah. talked yeah. about this with Stephen. Titan. Um, what yeah. was his name? Titus. Titus. No, Silas. 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 Yeah, we've got to be careful talking about him. He got, ripped off, him. He got ripped off. Yeah, he's uh, had a bit of legal trouble in the last six or so months, so uh, we'll step but, around him carefully. But yeah, no, it was it was it was it was airing when you were filming, and that was the very first time that they had. Swap tribes. Yeah, I, I know people. Stephen thought, <laughs> thought about it, but <laughs> Stephen was talking about it. He thought about it, but I, I just think because it was new ground and uh, we were very much sticking by the rules that had already been set 
by this by the and we just followed their lead on everything. What's so, so fascinating, Lincoln, that oh, you say following the um, rules? Lincoln, he, he didn't he didn't have any problem coming at the eleventh hour and fifty ninth minute and trying a very big switch up with uh, Rob and that, that's why it's broken so much. Well, that's that's, a, that's such a fascinating thing for for like Stephen said that they kind of they went in blind. You, you, they didn't have a rule book. They kind of kind of had to go this way, and yet you can't on paper like Shona, as you were saying, you know, very nearly created the very first final three, and I mean that was you know years away in the US version, and could have done the swaps. I mean, like in hindsight, a what if moment, they do a tribe swap and they do a final three. I mean, that would have been groundbreaking at the time because oh, we're used to that swap, now. The tribe swap needed, the show needed the tribe swap. It should have happened. Yeah. Yeah, how would Craig, Craig I'd love to hear how you approach a tribe swap. I mean, we see you going into the merge and kind of doing everything you did, but, I mean, it's impossible to know where you would have ended up. But, I mean, I guess you would relish it. I mean, not just Craig, I guess Naomi, Deb. I mean, Lucinda, if you had stuck around a little bit longer too. David, I mean, any of you could have relished that, but I, I, I sort of single you out, Craig, just at the moment, just based on kind of what happened at the merge and, you know, sort of how Well, it would have were... been, a, like, if, if we'd gone in as a 10 and they did five and five, it would have been fascinating. If they'd split Naomi and I up, I would have been worried. I'm like, shit, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, but would have been a lot of fun. Do you reckon Sylvan would have known what was going on? Like, would he have no. just been like, oh, who, who, who do I follow? Like, what tribe? Does someone point me in the right direction? Yeah, but I hope you'd be with Sylvan so you could help him out there. I need to help him out. He, you know, dear Sylvan. <laughs> but I just think, like, we can't harp on about them versus us, but the Kadena were, it was just the dynamics of the group. No one said, you got to vote this way. I don't recall anyone saying you can or can't. I think... I, I assumed everyone was playing the game regardless of what we were saying and forming alliances the same as Naomi and I did. And it just unfolded the way it did. And no one stood up and wanted to say anything different. And I honestly feel like Tapara just that the way they rallied before a challenge, to me, that is that 5%. To me, listening, I don't think they were any better than us, played differently than us. They were definitely doing some strategic stuff from the start, which I assumed we were doing. Um, so I didn't see any difference in that regard. Uh, it's just, you know, it was the dynamics of our group and it's the way it unfolded. And like Jeff said, there there are some element of luck. Let's not forget that first challenge. I think we certainly had that one one. Um, yeah, but as, um, as Jeff said too, I mean, I think that, that if, or Naomi said, sorry, that if you have, you know, the worry of not winning any, any immunity changes, you can't be doing much strategizing, and you know no. you can't alliances yeah. go by the by when you're, it's when you're actual survival. To survive. That's what it is. Yeah. Then in that moment, it's you know you're trying to to, to survive the next vote. Mm. And hey guys, difference. I'm sorry. I'm just like Survivor. I'm going to have to be the first one to leave. So <laughs> oh, good night, everybody. Lucinda, you voting yourself out again? I Come am. On. I'm sorry, Lucinda. Well, in all seriousness, it, it, it's it's been a pleasure having you back here and kind of chatting. It's, Is there anything quickly you want to say to anyone here on on the episode or share any last minute little things uh, about? I these do guys? want to say, Craig, I would have had you back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you reminded me of my dad. I said that well, before. Cinder, we'll have you sometime. Sorry? I was, in by, I was in Byron last week but didn't have your phone number. Oh, damn it, Janet. Okay. So we're going. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, give me a ring. 
Can we get one Hell's Bells before you leave? Oh, Hell's Bells, really? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lucinda. See you, everybody. See you, Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye, Shona. Say hi to Donnie yeah. for me. I saw, I saw Donnie um, just this last week when I was in the bush. So he, oh, yes. did you? And he's yes. good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> give him my love. My Facebook's been hacked, so I can't talk to him. Oh, or we'll do catch up offline. You know, we'll catch yeah. up offline. Right. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, everyone. See you Bye. Later, Bye. I don't know how to turn it off. Oh, yes, no. I do. There's a leave. <laughs> leave. <laughs> this is what's great about this because, no, you know, so, so many Bye, people here have... Uh, I don't She's press still... the screen. I know. I've got to press the... I'll kick you out, Lucinda. Hang on. I got it. Um... I got it. I got it. You got it? All right. Got it. I don't need to. Try to Tribe has spoken. Tribe has spoken, yeah. I was going to say Lincoln can do it one more time, but, uh, you know, there you go. It's, I mean, this is what's fascinating about this is because so many of you guys obviously haven't, you know, had any conversations or seen each other or anything basically since Eddie Maguire was standing in front of you, you know, all, all those years ago, which which is interesting because, I mean, Lance, we constantly would mention you, you were kind of the glue. You were the one that I guess kind of stayed in contact with most of these guys the most. Does it surprise you all that that this kind of did fall apart a bit because, you know, we, we hear from the US contestants that Borneo, Australian Outback, Africa, th these people are still very good friends, you know, and then basically the same period of time you are. I mean, is it surprising, upsetting, anything that you guys kind of didn't stay in touch? I'm going to open that to the floor. Oh, Deb. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, sorry, I'm just eating my dinner. <laughs> I appreciate, Matt, that you're doing the, the proper thing. Everyone's eating their dinner right now. You know, we can just have it as a dinner party. I like this. Yeah, I don't know. It was sort of funny. I mean, I always felt close to, you know, Craig and Naomi and, and you know, the famous five, for want of a better term, because we did sort of, um, I don't know, keep in touch for, on and off through the years. I always feel like we'd have that capacity to kind of speak to each other and we like old mm. times. Dave and I, I think, are actually neighbours. I live in South Coogee, so. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm surprised I've never gone with you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, maybe and maybe we're all affected. I mean, I know for me personally, I really, um, and it's funny, after the interview with Katie, I got in touch with her because I just was so fascinated by that interview and really felt for her and just shot her an email on Facebook and just got a response from her, which was great. And I... We had a bit of a conversation and I just said, you know, I, I mean, I do have regrets about how I played. I, I feel like I didn't play to my potential. So, you know, and it's funny, I think it hangs around with you and you think about it a lot. And I know for me, I, you know, I, I don't think about it as much anymore, but you still do. And maybe that was part of it too, was just sort of the, you know, it didn't kind of, the show didn't sort of hit the heights that people wanted. And we all probably had some, you know, to varying degrees, some regrets too, but the friendships are still there and, you know, Sylvan and I are buds, like we're still in touch. So, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just what happens. Just quickly, you mentioned Sylvan. I feel the need that we've said him in name. Here's his book. Everyone go and buy it. Uh, you know, it's, it's not available. <laughs> Trust me, I bought the last copy, I think, in the world. Very, very costly, but... Uh, I've, got, I've got a copy. I think you all do. You, and you, you, yeah, you, we've you know, got one. I, we all need to do like a live read-along here, I think, or something along those lines. <laughs> Na Naomi, uh, same question to you. I guess we can kind of go around the room here with some of this. I mean, kind of surprising to you that these sort of friendships and contacts, not saying that the friendships aren't there, but you haven't sort of kept in contact? No, well, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Deb a little bit. I, I, I mean, I sort of have kept in contact, you know, here and there with, with Deb and with Craig and, um, and Sylvan and... 
you know, Karen, we kind of lost touch a little bit for a while, but um, you're, we're also talking about a time, you know, we played before social media where mm. and that certainly makes it so much easier to keep in touch and, mm. you know, to be able to kind of connect with people that way, but it wasn't, you know, that wasn't the way it was at the time. So I guess you had to put a little bit more effort in and be a little bit more creative, but um yeah, I suppose I sort of felt like maybe people did keep in touch with their little thing. It's maybe there's more going on that we're, we're kind of, uh, I guess, appreciating, I think. With that. One thing I'll just quickly say, we, we mentioned Katie. Uh, we should say Katie, uh, great news, uh, has had a, a baby girl uh, since that interview oh. that we have uh, had with her. So uh, we obviously on behalf of everyone at Australian Survivor Archives and that, we, we wish her many congratulations and on... Uh, her young baby addition to the to the world. So uh, that, um, yeah, is why Katie's not with us this evening. Bit busy. Great news. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic news. It's It's been really interesting, I think, kind of learning and kind of talking and doing all these kind of things through the interviews. Now, I know sort of, you know, Deb, you just mentioned you sort of listened to the interviews. Craig, I know you listened to the interviews and all those kind of things. Was there anything that stood out in the interviews that you kind of have been dying to address? Craig, I feel like I need to address this to you. Um, because I know you kind of mentioned your interview with us that, you know, you were surprised you didn't get more shit. Like, you know, you kind of wanted more of this kind of, you know, words said to each other. Was there anything right now that you can remember any of these guys said in their interviews that you kind of want to bring up? Say like, why did you say that? Or, you know, come on, this is bullshit. Come on, tell the truth. Something like that. No, there was two things. Nothing about like have a crack at me or give it like there were no hidden secrets other than I'd heard that, and I don't know whether one of the producers said at Lincoln or one of the editors, or I'd heard about the potential cheating, but, and I, and I was really fascinated. I thought, Oh, Jane will tell the truth. And when she said, no, there wasn't, I was kind of disappointed because I kind of thought that would have been cool if they had of, I would have been pissed off. What sort of cheating? So I got told, and I can't remember, I don't think it was Prue, but I got told that when they did the true and false thing, that when Jane had to get up and Lucinda got up on their own and they had to answer it on their own. And someone told me that there was a signal to Jane by tapping her on the leg if, if it was true or false. And so I was like, oh, really? So I got and I freeze, I looked at the footage and you can see Joel's hand come away from her leg. And I thought, oh, and I've always wondered, was it true? And I thought if they did, the smart asses beat us. That was quite clever. But when, so I don't know if it's a set that up when they set up this. I mean, when they set well, up, well, I don't know, but but Jane Jeff said he didn't know anything about it but couldn't deny it. And then Jane they oh, asked Jane, and Jane said, No, it didn't happen. Yeah, and I think it was the I, same. I never heard anything about that. What about you, Shona? Were you aware of that? No, I, look, I don't have, I don't have any re- recollection of it, Lance. Um, I mean, it's certainly possible, and as Craig said. If we were that smart, you know, big tick. Yeah, I don't see any big issue. Mean, that would have to be a very, very quick. Like, yeah, I mean, no, they, I they just thought it was quite moment, clever. Like, they had to choose the, one to, to represent the team, and that, that was Jane. So that happened very fast. It happened on the spot. I don't know when you yeah. would set up the signal business going with the tap on the leg. Yeah. I mean, well, you watch the footage. You see Joel's hand come away from her leg, but I don't know who told me, but I just thought it was interesting. And the second thing, David, when you told us in your interview, my blood boiled, dude. I couldn't believe 
that you went out and got on the piss. <laughs> and, th- and that's why you were sick. And it was no, like no, half no, a I, I was dehydrated. Yeah, because you're out of the piss. I can believe you snuck out. I can believe you were, you managed to sneak I out. Tend to, um, I do tend to actually not hydrate. Um, and but you were just about you. to play for half a million dollars, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We needed you on that oh, on that challenge. How could you resist a night out in Adelaide, really? Yeah. <laughs> and David, you, is it true that you're out drinking chartreuse? <laughs> what the hell is that? It's a French liqueur, and and of course David was born in uh, in France, and and it's yeah. the color of these of these buffs. It, it's oh. a, yeah, Matt, Matt did his research. They're not yellow. They're not green. They're chartreuse. Yeah, oh. and it's, it's 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 named after the liqueur, the French liqueur chartreuse, which I'm assuming is David's a Frenchman. Uh, that he gets on every wow. Friday night. He gets on the chartreuse. Wow! Wow! It doesn't quite ring, does it? The blue, blue on the blue circles. <laughs> chartreuse, chartreuse on the chartreuse, chartreuse circle. circle. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love the fact too anyway. that when we had Sylvan on David, and the fact that we try to uh, get some clarification about him roofing you. And uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> don't let him say. Did, did he confirm it? He didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. So. Oh. He he gave me put it so he gave me he said it was two panadols, right? Now where are you getting panadols from? I, and it was out in the bush. He he gave me two panadols. And yeah, I people were them. getting people were getting panadols and things for their their coffee de, their coffee sort of addiction and, and smoking and stuff. Uh, so, they were giving him so headaches, he could, so he may he have, have squirreled some away. He could have been yes packing some panadol for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Much more likely than Rufy's, I would have thought. Here's a quick question. Um, we just recently rewatched the Surviving Survivor behind the scenes special, and, and there's a scene there where uh, Stephen's going through all, all your kits and kind of, you know, going through the contraband and that. Um, well, somebody tried to sneak in a toothbrush. Was that any of you guys that tried to sneak in a toothbrush and kind of they had to steal that away from you guys before you went in? No, no, I don't. But I did uh, sneak in a pair of nail cutters. You did, yeah. and you got them wow. in. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Pretty, yeah. pretty easy. Where the Where'd you hide those? The, where, yeah, exactly. Where, yeah, where, yeah, where, where, where's the easy part? <laughs> fact, the fact that lads might not remember this, but he had a broken nail, so I got some nail cutters if you want them. <laughs> I, well, I remember your nail cutters. <laughs> As a policeman, Jeff would have he would have known he would have had the experience with with crims and and hiding stuff when they go to the watch house. So he would have known the best places to hide the contraband. No, I, don't, I don't think we did cavity search. So. <laughs> no. I, I actually smuggled in a hair tie in a pocket of my shorts, huh? and I was so terrified to actually use it that I didn't. In the end, <laughs> I think it was after the murder. One of the um, members of the production team, a runner, she actually said. I reckon you're probably right now. You could use it. I don't think you're going to get kicked <laughs> for, for bringing your hair tight. Hey, did well, anyone else have any of the crew whisper or say anything to them? Yeah, one night, one night we sat around the fire just having telling little tales and, and, and the guy that stayed with us, I don't know whether he's a producer or, or what his role was, a uh, lovely man, was telling us about some of these war correspondence 
in the Middle East, in in uh, Afghanistan. A lot of people killed all around him. They let him live to take the story. <clears throat> Things like that. So we had one really good night, really interesting night when we went around. But nothing uh, to do with the game, Jeff? No, nothing. Uh, we, we even tried, we asked the time, because I, I made a <laughs> clock out of stones. And I was trying to... <laughs> And I was trying to get the time, what the real time was. But no, they wouldn't give you the time, wouldn't give you the time of day. Um, they didn't even have water in case you stole that off them. Why did you say Lincoln, did you guys sit around, in? like, did you get to sit around with the producers and stuff and kind of, like, were they analysing us through the game, trying to think, no, well, how can uh, we get something have, else out of them? I didn't see that. I mean, not, not out there. Not out, not out there, but... but um, yeah, like yeah, we, we used to sit around all the time and watch the footage and and and, and you know and you you're trying to plot, you know, you're trying to get storylines happening. I mean, obviously that's what they're looking for. So you know, you yeah. are going to, you know, you're going to ask the questions and, and tribal council is sort of you now way of doing that. They do, that's one thing they do way differently these days is tribal council. But, I mean, talking about leading questions and and revealing stuff like we oh, were yeah. never revealing revealing to you know they're practically telling them. Who, who they're voting for these days. Mm. Uh, it amazes me that, because that, that was one of my strict instructions was that we can't preempt anything or it's like I was supposed to have not seen anything, not know anything at all about what has happened out there in the last three days. And, See, Deb, um, that goes to my point about I wouldn't, it sounds like it's more an issue now in the game, what you tell producers as it was when we played it. Like when we played it, I thought they could give away anything, so I said not much at all. But maybe I was paranoid, but I just didn't. I was, I, I, I was exactly. I, I, I just didn't, didn't give much. I, I at just all. feel like if you don't say, if you don't engage on that level, it's it's also about how you're, you know, you what you're picking up from the game, and it, it presents something for yourself that you might be able to see things differently when you start speaking out loud about it, you know. Mm. And I just I look, I, and maybe it's because I've worked in the industry, but I just have this thing of like. And I do agree with you, Lincoln. I think there's too much leading now and it's too, it's it's so much more constructed now in that sense, like mm. idols being found by people that really need them and all that. I mean, there's just stuff that goes on and you just go, yeah, right, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. think there, you know, I love the purism of the early seasons of the game, um, which is why, you know, they put people in that have never played the game before because they want new people to come to the show and watch it and go, <laughs> oh, I'm that because I've never watched Survivor before, so how mm. would I go? You know what I mean? It's all about relatability yeah. with, with who. Oh they yeah, are. yeah. And, and look, yeah. Like, that was the big thing about when we did the, the timing of when we did ours was it was about survival and it was about way more than strategy back then. You know, and and it was and Stephen had the idea that this was reality television, and and you if you look you know if you look cold then you were cold. Like that's why. He put us with air in that horrible location. I mean, he wanted it to be as tough as he possibly could. I think the, the 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 downside of that was that in the reality, he did not believe that we could go back and do that fire change again. We were going to. That's what happened, and that's what we would show on the TV. And to this day, I say that's the wrong decision. I mean, yes, there's reality and there's reality, but we could have done that challenge from the point of throwing the spears the next night and added a day on the end of the end of the end of the shoot. And it would have saved a lot of our viewers, I think. Do you I think, think yeah. they regret the location? Like Deb said in her interview with her background, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Deb, when you got off the off the bus, you just went, oh, this looks shit. 
from a from a you know visual perspective. perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Once you got away from the coast, it looked terrible. I mean, there was one episode that's almost unwatchable with the flies and the friggin' like it just looked ugly. And and no matter how much colorization you put into it, it just couldn't couldn't be helped. And I think. But yeah. again, again, it was all part of Stephen's philosophy and he was going to do the toughest survivor there had ever been. And I do think you guys did it the toughest that anyone's ever had it. Which well, Sean, like Sean was adamant that <clears throat> at that point, ours was by far and away the, the toughest. I mean, there was, um, I remember that challenge where uh, Katie won it and it was a reward challenge and they said, oh, well, the, it'll be a, a a chicken, it'll be chicken or minestrone soup. And Katie won the the um, the challenge, it was a reward challenge. And when we got back to camp, there was a quarter of a chicken. <laughs> and everybody went ballistic. said, well, what, what's going on here? You know, you said, you said there'd be a chicken. Oh, no, 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 we didn't say that. We just said there would be chicken. I mean, um, I lost uh, about 10 and a half kilos in those 39 days. Now, I'd bulked up before I went up out there, but, you know, it, it was it was pretty tough in oh, terms yeah, of yeah. how much nutrition we had, all of that sort of stuff. It was nothing like I – mean, that's what I find so incredibly off-putting and somewhat sort of boring, really, to be honest with you, about, you know, the latest versions of Survivor. You know, when you see that them all troop in and they, they – Descend on a on a cake, you know, um, stall that's, you know, floor is sort of ceiling full of donuts, and, and you just go, well, no, Survivor, I, I don't think so. Mm, coming yeah, back I to that earlier, that. sorry, go. On. Sorry, I was just going to say, coming back to that earlier question about um, had anybody talked to us? I actually had one of the camera crew talk to me um, about Craig and said, look, Craig's really trying and. Um, you know, what about, you know, you should really think carefully about maybe you should be thinking about, you know, his offer and uh, aligning with him. Um, that's the only approach I did have, but, but I, I actually have a cameraman. Was that a producer or a cameraman? No, it was one of the camera crew. I, I don't know whether, I don't know whether, I think it was the camera guy, or, but it could have also, or, 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 it may have been the sound guy. It wasn't a producer. Um, oh. but he, their job description. I had the same link. Yeah, yeah. I had one of the soundos whisper in my ear uh, really? on two different occasions. Yeah, nothing that revealed anything. But I got when Lance went off to do yoga, and right. I came along. They told me, "Oh, you should go with Lance for yoga." And so, I, and that was, I guess, also, you know, me thinking, hmm, okay. Um, <clears throat> but then also when I was doing the fire stick challenge with Rob and it was down to the two of us and I think the batteries were getting low, one of the soundos came along and did some adjustments and just whispered in my ear, come on, you've got this, you can do it. Um, and just, uh, I, and he turned my mic off and then turned it back on. And I just, it was, it was a really lovely thing. And I went, yeah, don't worry. I've fucking got this. That was in my head, but, but he whispered and it, 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 it helped. It gave me a boost. I'm like, oh, someone's got my back. Cause you know, you, you are feeling quite alone out there at that stage of the game. Wow. No, don't worry. The whole production crew was backing him. I mean, in terms, in terms of storyline, 
<laughs> they had to beat Rob. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you had won the next challenge, yeah, things could have been completely different. But... Lincoln, what but was I that, that like... point when when Craig went and it was all to Para from that production standpoint? Like, was it straight away like, ah, oh, shit, like what's going to happen mm. now? Was it just Rob's going to win? How is this going to turn out? Well, I didn't know. I didn't know the, the Rob Katie thing, you know, in detail. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious when Kadena started dropping off. I mean, it was a real disaster for the production. I mean, that, that Stephen was tearing his hair out. It was. It wasn't good that that was happening. And I'm, I'm surprised actually he didn't. He didn't bite the bullet and do the the swap, or at least merge early or something. You know, just just to rescue it. But again, again, he, he was. Maybe not signaling the rules so much, but he was making it, it was he wanted it to be real. He didn't want anything to be there was no artifice. There was not going to be any um, you know, smoke and mirrors, um, in terms of and and there wasn't much. There there wasn't much. You know, we didn't we didn't, you know, sort of manhandle anything really. That was uh, I'm glad that Stephen made it really hard and and that's probably my regret is that like Shona got to go all the way. And I, when Sharon and I spoke, I said to her, I don't know what's harder, getting all the way to the end and coming second and how that must be hard to, for me, that would be hard. And I know it would be hard for Shona as a very competitive person who was there to challenge herself. And, 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 and anyone that, that, that got into the show that wanted to win and not to win sucks and it's hard. But I also feel like I cheated myself out of the experience. Like I love that it was really hard, but I wanted to see, could I hack it? Could I keep my mental game as much as my physical game at the very end and watching Joel and, um, and, and I know Shona said Rob was starting to really struggle at the end. Um, just, just kind of cutting yourself short and not getting to experience that bit and see, well, how was I going to stand up against that? Uh, that's the bit I regret is you can't yeah, ever get I, that back. Yeah, I, that's what I think is missing from the game now is, is more the – because there's a, there's a real mental – and that's why the challenges got a bit lame towards the end. You can't be challenging people physically at that point when they haven't got any weight on them they've got, and they're weak from lack of food. Um, and you know, so it becomes more about the mental challenges and, and mm. how your mind is standing up to all the endurance of it. So, it, yeah, it, it, it was – it was you know, a far different game to, to what they play now. I'd, I'd love to yeah. find out from from those. I know Deb, Naomi, you're big fans of the show still. Uh, I know a couple of you others still watch it. But, you know, we touched a lot in all your interviews about the legacy and, and things like that, where this standpoint's now, and we've touched a little bit there. But when you're watching Modern Survivor, taking out things like, oh, I wish they had that, I wish that, is it frustrating sometimes to watch how these players have it now going back to uh, our point earlier we we're talking about how you know they're not struggling out there really are they you know they're getting a cake they're getting things like that you know i mean i'll start with you deb maybe how, how frustrating is it from that old school mentality of you being an old school player watching maybe i guess how good in some ways they have it today on modern survivor yeah, I think I think we'd all attest to the fact. I think we played the hardest game, and they'll never play it like that again. You know, and it's a shame because I do think it was. Um, I do watch it now, and I, you, as I said, you can just see the work that goes into it. You know, and and uh, in terms of just making it work dramatically, and you know, it's not just like you know Lincoln's saying finding the storylines. They're, they're making the storylines more and more. You know, they kind of make manipulate to allow it to happen on a, on a level that never happened for us. I wish it was a kind of a hybrid, you know. I wish that it still had elements of, of what we went through 
and their little purism about it as opposed to where it is now. It'd be nice to have a bit of both. I think sometimes they need to give it a nudge. Like we've all said it, if we had that tribe swap, who knows what could have happened if we won the first challenge. You know, I mean, I, I agree with, totally with Craig and what we were saying about the teams. I think the professional athletes like Craig and, uh, sorry, Robin, Katie's influence on Tapara, you can't, you know, what they were able to do, which is something that, you know, we're all, we were all athletic and we've all got, you know, sporting backgrounds, but I think most of us did individual pursuits, you know, I did martial arts, you know, and, and it's all, it's not group and team orientated. But yeah, I wish it was a bit of both. I sort of do watch it now. I mean, I love it. And I loved um, uh, Winners at War, but it was like it was on speed. It was just, it was mad, you know, but it's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I do wish it still had a little, and, and actually, sorry, and I won't bang on much longer, but I, what I love most about Winners at War was Edge of Extinction because it went back to that rawness, you know, that challenge when they're all carrying the logs and stuff like that one of the time, that was awesome, you know, and it really took me back to like, this true spirit of the original game. And I know it has to change, but I kind of wish it was, you know. Naomi, it'd be interesting, I think, with you, because as you said, you're in the process of, of re-watching re all the US ones, so you're obviously still in that period now, very similar style to the, the season you were on, but you're obviously <laughs> a, a huge fan of, of the modern stuff, you know, you're, you're golden god fan family, you've got the shirts and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I guess same question, how, how do you sometimes feel watching the, the newer ones? Yeah, look, oh, I certainly don't um, begrudge the fact that ours was hard. I actually love that. I love that it was hard. I'm a bit like Craig. I wanted to kind of see what um, what I was capable of. But I think if there was anything that I, you know, I wish had existed, and Deb's already mentioned it really, but if something that could have existed back in our day would have been the tribe swap or, you know, just something to shake things up because as soon as things started to unravel at Kadena, it was, you know, kind of predictable how it was going to go. And it was essentially just how many days can I survive this before it's unfortunately going to be my turn to get voted out. You know, mm. there was really, unfortunately very little that we could do other than win individual immunity. And obviously only one person can do that after. So, you know, that's I oh, know. Just, just that's the one thing about Survivor that it, that it, it where it failed in in that older <clears throat> older version, because so the the great thing about Survivor as a game is it forces you, in ways you mm. know, the, the, it actually makes it makes itself. You know, the drama is created by the game itself, and usually it just it fits, it, it works. But that's the one thing that can go wrong if one team, and that's yeah. obviously why they decided you know, to, to start doing tribe swaps. Because yeah. that solved that problem, and that's well, and that's it, and that's how it played. In old as, soon, as soon as the survivor gets predictable, it's not for survivor. You know, and that's the great thing about it. These little twists and turns that happen with alliances and people turning on each other, and 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 that's the 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 construct that they've now inserted in there is what we needed in ours. Mm. I, I've mentioned, and, and Deb, you nailed it on the head. You said like. You know the the new seasons of, of US Survivor. It's like they're all on speed. That was a a great summing up because they're all just it's it's chaos. Now, I've mentioned numerous times throughout the podcast that that David Haas was before his time, and I say <laughs> that because I think David would actually enjoy chaos. I, I think you're just that personality. You like you just don't know what's happening next. David, do you think you you know? that the newer version of Survivor would be a lot more suitable for you than, than the old old school version? Uh, my, 
my my we were flicking through the channels the other night and my son saw um what is it naked and afraid yeah so he stopped on that but i was blown away so it, getting your gear off man uh, they they uh, were there for 30 days, I think, in six Yeah, they're in, the, they're in the Congo or something like yeah. that. Like they, are, they are in real jungle. Yeah, yeah. So that could be interesting. <laughs> and, and, David, Shona, I think, Shona I think was also... Naked enough. Shona was what? on Naked Afraid, I think, weren't you, Shona? Like, uh, you know, you, you were always having to swim with your clothes off. Uh, actually, oh, I'm well, glad you brought... Sure, lying on the beach in a bikini, sort of sunbaking and... Talking about you know the latest fashion, and that wasn't my thing at all. I, I, I just re, I just rewatched the um, Surviving Survivor episode uh, recently, and uh, there's actually something I picked up on Shona that I, I'd forgotten that happened. Um, in that episode, there's a there's it must be right at the end, like the, the final four, because it was Rob, Sophie, yourself, and and Joel. You were on like the rock rock cliff or whatever and you were actually sunbaking you you had no top on but you were lying you know uh with your back up in the air so lying on your stomach and and you actually say to the cameraman oh you turn around and say oh can you nick off and and the cameraman actually <laughs> says okay and and you see the cameraman so, like there is, you had that much power in the game you could tell the cameraman to nick off if I would have told the cameraman to nick off, they would have grabbed me by the scruff of my neck and, and told me to get out of the show. So, you know, <laughs> I thought that was quite funny, actually. Oh, it sounds oh, like Peter's to nick off many times. <laughs> well, and, and while I'm on that, another thing I, I saw, when that whole mutiny thing happened and uh, the producers were trying to get you to go to Tribal and you 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 were refusing, you are like, no, I'm not doing it. And they'd say, come on, grab your bags, we're going. And you had a great line. You said, no. I'm not going to tribal council. Fuck them. You're like, no, you're not going. <laughs> Great line. I love it. How would you have reacted to a tribe swap, Shona? Yeah. How would you have reacted to a tribe swap? I don't know, I guess, but, I mean, I don't think that would have phased me at all. It was that um, somehow this new plan came up at the 11th hour and 59th minute. Um, at that stage, you know, Katie was pretty um, bent out of shape. You know, she, she'd been hurt and she could see that, you know, days were numbered. And, and as we all know, you know, she was an alpha competitor. You know, it, it, it was – I would have been gutted too. I mean, Katie – but you're tired, you know, you're stressed, you've got to that stage and then somebody comes down and says, oh, you know what, we're thinking of doing a, a three to tribal council or whatever it was. Well, you know, Rob was pretty much at the end of things as well. So it was just, and as I think I said in my interview, you know, it wasn't, it, it, I didn't think it was a, reflecting on it, I didn't think it was a smart thing to do because what on earth were was the next step, you know, um, Stephen ringing um, uh, Kerry Packer and saying, oh, look, you know what? We've got to the end. There are three left. Um, we've decided to let the other two go and we're going to award the, the sole survivor to number three. I mean, it was just I, I didn't see how they were going to pull that off. I, no, it was no, 
There was no win-win in it for us. There was no negotiation. It was a, you know, it was a sort of, um, and so any which way you look at it, we had, we were in a position of power. Um, not that you can think those through necessarily as rationally as that at the time, because everybody was tired and everybody knew we had, you know, when I say everybody, you know, Rob and I knew that we only had, you know, a matter of a, a day, a day and a half or whatever it was to go. So um, it was just a, was a distraction that none of us needed, including, uh, you know, the production people, I thought, but, but that's that was my I, take on it. But that's when I realised that. Well, so how, how, how do they stop that now? Like, if I was, if the, if the shoe was on the other foot and I was in Tapara and we merged seven three and they split us into five, I would have been pissed off. I would have said our tribes played well. We've decimated the other tribe. That's the way it is. I know in the modern Survivor they split it up, and for my sake, I wish they had have done that. But how do they take away, like, you know, like Shona and that were actually quite smart to go, hang on, we've actually got the power here and we're going to screw your show up. I, How do they right. stop that now? I think it's 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 more controlled now on the fact that people, A, know what they're getting into, B, they know that they can literally shove a twist in them at last minute. Matt, you might be able to test well, this. It's all in contract, contract. Isn't it, Matt? It's different now, well, I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you this right now, Craig, I'm a classic example. I think out of anyone I, I can speak about this is, I've been a fan of Survivor for 20 years. I've watched everything. And I get to my season on day two, we just finished a, 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 an immunity challenge. I knew I was in trouble. So I'm thinking, okay, I need to, to start chatting to more people. And I get told straight away, oh, and by the way, trouble cancels tonight. You've got two hours. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like it's day two, never been done before. So they yeah. can change it up. What was I going to say? I wasn't going to say, well, I'm not going to trouble council. It has to be on day three, like it has been for 20 years. I was the first one ever to to have a tribal council on day two. I, to me, to me, that was one of the biggest twists in history because I did not see it coming. Um, But I couldn't say anything. I had to say, okay, I've got two hours and I've got to go to tribal council. Two weeks later, he's still having a sook. No, but what happens, (laughs) Matt, what happens if you had off? What if he said, screw you, I'm not going? They, okay, I would have been gone. They just would have, I would have been out of the game. They just would have said, all right, well, they obviously would have no doubt tried to talk you into going. But if I just refused to go, all right, well, they just would have put something up there where we're not having a tribal council, no doubt. Um, Matt's been disqualified or, or whatever and, and out. Like, you, it happens all the time. There's so many twists and turns in the game. Like, too many, to be honest. There's too many these days. But, but people wouldn't dare wouldn't dare question it because they, like Ben said, they know what they're getting into. There's no rules now. Really, there's there's a, a basic rules and after that, it's it's whatever happens. And it's, yeah, but it's I don't know what the other contestants think. I, like Lincoln, I think you were going to say about the contract, but when I went on to Survivor, I felt like I'd signed my life away and they mm. could do anything. I wasn't expecting there were any rules. I didn't, I actually don't know when you guys mentioned about when the votes are equal, it goes to pass. I don't actually remember any of that. I didn't know what the actual rules rules were, other than outwit, outlast, outplay. It's, yeah, it's interesting mean, I, too. I think with like things like yeah, with that and like adding to they can basically do what they want in many ways now. I mean, you know, we talked a lot about sort of tribe swaps and kind of things like that. But 
you know, things like what they do today with manipulation of challenges. You know, they want to keep you in, Craig. You know, nowadays uh, they'll see that your strength is, a, you know, an endurance challenge or a swimming challenge. So they'll make every challenge that way. You know, they're not going to give you a gross food eating challenge in modern day survival because they know that's your weakness. There's no yeah. way they would do that now. They're, they're doing everything like Lincoln was saying. They want you around. So they're going to make you stay around with every possible way they can do it. I think it's a credit to to you, Shona, though, that that you spoke up. Like you spoke up and said, well, no, this ain't happening. Mm. If you do it, see you later. I'm out of here. And you called their bluff, I guess. And well, at, that, at that stage of the game, the pointy end of the I game, you've got you know, three people left. Yeah. 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 I mean, and and left. That, by that stage, the power base has slightly shifted. That's right. Yeah, that, what, what, they were going to hand that to Sophie because she was the last one out. And there's only so much editing at that point. Like if, if in, in the case with Matt, if Matt's literally like, fuck off, I'm not doing this, they can find a way to edit Matt's footage out of the first episode. Absolutely. Whereas yeah. you can't Smart do that on Shona, episode 13. Smart that Shona had to, I, I also think the smarts and the life experience, because if I was in that situation, I probably, I don't know I would have done the same thing. I'd like to think I would, but we'll never know. So I, I just think it was clever of them to push back. Oh, no, they were absolutely shitting themselves. <laughs> well, you'd set it all up. You'd set everything up to get yourselves to that point, and then all yeah. of a sudden, the goalposts have moved. I, I totally. Oh, yeah, no, I can understand it. I, I but, absolutely understand it. But, but the it was, fact that they realised that, hang on, what happens if we, you know, the alternative was just ridiculous. So the power yeah. was completely in your guys' hands at that point. Be glad you weren't on the next season, the Channel 7 one, where they brought everyone back as a chance to come in and the final two were two people who had been bloody voted out before. So, I mean, you know, I would have, I would have liked to see how Shona, would, you would have reacted to that if all of a sudden they're going, oh, hey, he's, he's Craig, he's Sylvan, they're coming back into the game right now and they're players at the final three. Woo-hoo. Uh, well, how, how like I said, it was, it, it was just a... <clears throat> It was if it was a it was a silly thing. I think that they they sort of tried to pull at that eleventh hour and fifty ninth minute because you know Rob and I and, and Katie. I mean, you know, we we we'd been through a lot and we'd worked pretty hard to get to where we were. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. I, I knew, as Craig says, I guess from my life experience, from you know. Being a pilot in command, um, and even being in, in you know my business dealings, that in any sort of negotiation, you you you've got to look at what the pros and cons are and you, um, assess the risk, and then at some point you've got to take a stand, and that that was the stand I took at the time. I would just like to comment earlier. We, we talked earlier about um, you know modern survivor. I, I said this in my interview. I, I think it's quite prescriptive, and and in lots of ways, it's to be honest. I haven't seen a lot of it. I must admit, I haven't seen all of them. I, I, I did see some some of it bits here, bits here and there. With my mother, but it, it's so prescriptive. It's and it, and I'm I'm so sick of um, you know again no, no disrespect to um, Vanuatu and Fiji and what have you, but it's the same old same old. You know, I, I'd like to see Survivor come back to Australia, particularly at this. Time in history, you know. I've just come well, back from China. from the there's bush. From it. Sorry, they're, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. They're, they're oh, talking they have- about it because they're, they're trying to work out what they're doing with the next season. So there's a bit of a whisper going around that they are actually trying to find a location in Australia for it. 
This is American films. Well, no, no, the Australian. Well, no, the, the American Australian. one they're talking about maybe doing it within the states, kind of for that one. But for for Australian Survivor, that the whisper is right now for the next season uh, that they may be looking at filming it in Australia for the first time since Wales. Maybe they'll go back to Wales Way. Who knows? Sorry, I would have thought it would have been you know recently easy to get sponsors because um, you know. Uh, our economies, you know, like it, it is all over the world with the, with coronavirus. Our, our con- anything you can do to to provide some stimulus and boost the economy. Um, our country is just we we all know this. It's just amazing. I mean, Karajini, my goodness, the gorges are up there. You you know, I, I was I proposed maybe getting you know a, a change of gender for the for the. Um, uh, host instead of it being male, let's make it the female. Um, let's get some of our indigenous elders involved in some of these things. I'd like to see, you know, I, I've got lots of ideas, and it's all based around what can we do in Australia and how interesting and challenging can we make it. Um, sort of revitalise the whole thing a bit. But that's that's my opinion. I think it would work very well. Yeah. It would be it would be interesting, and yeah, particularly now, it would definitely be very relevant. One thing I, I like again, we talked a lot about this in all your individual episodes, but I, I I love this topic. I this is why I always bring it up. But it's kind of you know discussing modern versus old and kind of all things that sort of stuff. The thought process that goes into something like All Stars, none of you being invited, things like that, it, it has actually emerged. And we we some of the interviews that we've done have this has been brought up since. People like Deb, you know, uh, Lincoln, you know, we interviewed you well before this was revealed. Uh, David Janat, the Golden God, uh, started a podcast and his very first guest that he had on his show was Guy Leach, who, of course, won season two, the, the celebrity version, whatever you want to call it, on Channel 7. And Guy Leach revealed that he was approached by Channel 10 to appear on their version, whether that was for All-Stars or a Champions vs. Contenders, it wasn't clear. I think he was alluding to All-Stars. But the the question with this is, if they're approaching someone who won a former season, does that piss you off even more now that they didn't come back to your season? <laughs> because, Lincoln, I'd love to start with you, because I know you're, you're sort of on the fence here and saying that you don't, you can see more so why they don't call your season season one and you can understand yeah. that. But, I mean, uh, just, what, just, just having worked at networks, I mean, you know, it's just the network thing. They are so partisan and, you know, the, the other station doesn't exist, basically. And so that's the way their attitude is. And they, w- they would see it somewhere. Someone would see it as by putting that person on Channel 10, you're promoting Channel 9 because they are known as being on Channel 9 originally. I Look, I don't know how, how ingrained that, that feeling is these days because I think the networks are doing a lot of weird things to try and survive. But... but um, just in days gone by, it was just, it would be unheard of. It would be unprecedented to have to have that kind of, inter, although, I mean, look, look, okay, they have a big brother kind of, some sort of inter, interchange there, haven't they? Well, um, I think the difference with Big Brother, I mean, that was that's always the comparison. It, it's it's similar to Survivor. It's been on all three networks. But I think that the key difference there is Big Brother was a lot more successful uh, and it obviously was around for a lot longer period and it had a bigger fan base. So people, you know, if you're going to talk about a, a Reggie or a Trevor, you know, people automatically associate that with Big Brother, you know, Benjamin sort of from the Channel 9 version, Tim, you know, and now the Channel 7. Like, it's, it's hard to kind of differentiate that. But I guess kind of just back to my point, like, does that surprise 
surprise you then, Lincoln, to hear that someone like Guy Leach is saying, I was invited to Channel 10. So clearly Channel 10 must have had a thought at some point of we need to get this guy on. And if, particularly if it's for all stars, and that means they would be acknowledging that there was an older version on another channel. Yeah, no, that, that does surprise me. I, I, I'm very surprised by that because how they, you know, were they, you know, I guess the only reason he's going to be invited on is because he's played Survivor before. You can't just have an Iron Man on there because he's an Iron Man um, in a, in a champions. Because you but, couldn't ignore that. So. You couldn't, and Guy Leach isn't going to come on there and, like, if they're going to say to him, Guy, we want you on as an Iron Man on Champions vs. Contenders, but do not mention you were on Survivor. I mean, Guy Leach, I mean, famously in that final episode, he's going off at production saying, this is bullshit, I, I didn't lose this challenge. I can't see Guy Leach sitting back and going, no, I, I'm not going to say that. If he starts talking about it, they just cut it out. Good point. Is it just in cooling power? Did he say why he didn't do it? Why he didn't end up agreeing to go on? I think it just didn't. It didn't. It didn't fit in, or he he wasn't ready to go back. Matt was that. Yeah, I think he said that when I think what he said was um, whenever he does something, it's got to be he's got to have that hundred percent passion, and he he just didn't feel like uh, he was physically a hundred percent, and just wasn't. Yeah, he he said he he did think about it. But um, he just felt that he wasn't going to give it a hundred percent, so he decided not to do it. Which I know all of you, all of you would play again in a heartbeat. We 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 know that uh, the the passion is there to to, to play again. It's, it's and like this is again my favorite topic. Hearing you guys talk about you know sort of like this, you guys are almost being ignored now through throughout this, and even the, the season numbers and things like that. It's you know it's always confusing. Craig, if you you get that phone call one day and then finally they acknowledge this season, I mean, that that must be the ultimate goal for all of you guys. That one day there is that acknowledgement and you've got that opportunity to open up again. Because we're discussed with all of you, you apply again, and if you're successful, are they just again going to ignore that? Like, cause it's it's a cool mm. story, Lincoln. We talked with you. Like, it would be fantastic for you to apply and get on. What a story! The the host of the OG Australian Survivor. I mean. <laughs> Craig, that phone, if you just sit it in front of you and hope that Channel 10 changed their mind like they clearly were doing with Guy Leach. I can't hope. I, like, I was dead set serious. About a year later, I um, almost quit my job and I was going to fly over to America, post myself in a box and do the <laughs> same thing. And I just, I think um, Rob's brother said it and I think Shona, like, in my head, I was... I never saw anything else other than winning, but then beyond that, I was going to go to America for an all-stars. That's where I, in my head, that's where I was fantasizing the journey was going to go. And then after survivor, all those things happen and you go off and you do this and that, and you, you join the roller coaster ride and see what happens. And then you go back to life, but it kept niggling away at me. And I I was desperate. Like I, I, I went and researched it all who was the person to go and, you know, another Stephen Peters and do all that stuff. So that passion, like what Deb was saying before, it, it hasn't gone and I don't think it's gone for any of us, but I can't sit there waiting for a phone call. Um, but listening to Lincoln, it's like it's probably a waste of my time to apply for Channel 10 because, you know, they're going to say, no, piss off. But I would play again in a heartbeat anywhere in the world just to go through it all again and I'd want it to be hard. One thing that I think we also discuss in the episode is just in regards to, I guess, the the longevity and the, and the history and kind of the notoriety of your season is that do you guys think one reason as well that maybe it got forgotten, not just because of people's perception of the quality, 
there wasn't really, say, an ambassador for your season. You know, obviously, unfortunately, we had a lot of tragedy before your season over a short period of time. But someone like Rob, you know, we talked about it with Pete that, you know, Rob would not have stood down uh, without a fight if there was an all-star season and Rob was still with us. You know, Rob's not going to sit back and go, oh, hang on a minute, why aren't we being like, Rob would have fought for something like that. Rob would have been an outspoken person, no doubt, for the season. Do you, do you think that if someone like that or there was... I guess more activity from some some of you guys constantly talking about your season out there that maybe it would be different that this would be perceived differently. I'll just open that up to the floor if anyone wants to chime up with that one. But where would you? What channel? Who would pick it up? Someone needs to pick it up. Well, it's not necessarily about picking it up. It's, it's more so of more of a recognition of your season, I guess. I mean, again, it's it's a it's a it's a I guess a very uh, you know skew if question in the fact kind of going to Lincoln's but point. Networks don't was... work that way, but. What was the time frame between a time period between ours and the next one? Uh, your season and cha- uh, well, if you include the Channel Seven version, there was four year gap between two thousand two mm. two thousand six, and then there was a ten year gap until Channel Ten picked up in twenty sixteen. That's a so, long time, isn't it? Yeah, which it would mm. just be interesting because there are other international versions where you know there are still players who are kind of you know known for this and known for that and known mm. for being on Survivor, and it's just. It did. There was that weird ten-year period between the Channel Seven version mm. and because when Channel Ten announced that they were doing it, everyone was shocked. It was what? Where did this come from? This, you know, it was just kind of it was a random thing. Mm. So I just wonder if there was somebody more actively out there, you know, a prominent player from your season who was constantly saying. It, it, is um, was a seven one a celebrity one? Yeah, yeah, and celebrity see, in air quotes. Yeah, I, I don't see. I don't think. Well, I don't anyway. I don't take those uh, seriously because yeah, it it's a celebrity Dicko, thing. So, it's hosted by Dicko, so it's pretty hard to take seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the same as so, you, David. I think they're just uh, whatever. They don't play the – from what I understand, they didn't play the whole amount of days. No. Um, yeah. It's, so I don't you, think you can – Therefore, you have it. that as a buffer. You have that as a buffer between ours, so then that reduces the legitimacy of ours even because then you've got Good this – this dodgy one in the middle, and then you've got 10 years, another 10-year gap, and so they start... The thing, the thing, Naomi, I'll come to you in just a sec. I'll just kind of add with that, that the thing that I think kind of blurs that line, because, David, that's definitely an opinion of a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, fans, when they at least acknowledge that your season exists and go, it sucks, I don't, you know, you know, that's just a Channel 9 version. (laughs) Uh, a lot of people will be on that page of I don't count the Channel 7 one as a real one because it was celebrities. I, I think the kind of thing that kind of blurs that line now, though, is that half of the Channel 10 seasons have featured half celebrities. And basically uh, every, you know, you look at the winners of all the Channel 10 ones. I mean, you know, we, we had Shane Gould, we had Pia, we had David Jannat. These, these are three champions. These are three celebrities. So more than half of the winners of the Channel 10 are the celebrities who have been put on that. Add Guy Leach into the mix. Even add Rob. I mean, Rob wasn't a, you know, a bona fide AFL superstar by any means, but I mean, you know, he kind of came into that with a bit of a reputation. So I think what you guys said at the time when we were talking about this was that, 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 well, where the world has also changed is social media and all those Mm. people, celebrities and half celebrities and even D-grade celebrities have a following on Instagram or whatever. And that will bring an audience to that show. And, and that's why um, the Channel 10 version very quickly went to celebrity or, or you know, and, and came back with, um, you know, champions versus what's the name. So it, it, the world has changed in that way. I think 
Yeah, I, I, I always think, I always like to watch a Survivor that has people who've never played the game before and ordinary mm. people. And that's, that's my idea of what Survivor's about. When mm. you start getting, you know, professional athletes in there and even Shane Gould, it, to me, it, yeah, I can understand why, because they need an audience that's built in. Um, and I think that, that there was a leap in that when they did go to Celebrity from the last one um, you know, and a fairly substantial leap in ratings. Um, but the, the one thing I would point out in our season was Channel 9 was required contractually to make a version of Survivor because they showed the American version. Um, I don't know how what the context stipulated about you know, showing the American one, well, showing the Australian one at the expense of the American one. But um, in Channel 9's eyes, it was an expensive venture. They didn't know if it would work. They weren't sure if it would work. If it didn't work really, really well, they weren't, weren't gonna, ever going to make another one because they only ever had to make one. So in their eyes, in Channel 9's eyes, it was a one-off. And, and I, can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you from very personal experience that, you know, when, when it didn't hit the numbers that they thought it was going to hit, no one's sitting with you at the canteen. There was a, there was a turn-off um, to anything Survivor-related. And even people, produce, producers who worked on the show were kind of tainted by this Survivor you know, failure. You know, even though we, yeah, we were still hitting a million viewers every week, but that was a failure in those days. Um, well, no, it wasn't a failure. It was the fact that it didn't wait too many. You know, that's what they expected because that's what Survivor America had been doing. So before so, before you uh, you know were getting everyone from Getaway basically sucking up to everyone and they're wanting to get on the show and afterwards they were like Fuck, I'm glad I stayed on Getaway. Ben Dark was all of a sudden going oh, shit. I actually I dodged a bullet. <laughs> just, just touching on what David was saying at that how it's such a big gap from 2001 till 2016 too. That's another thing you've got to remember. There's a whole new generation of people watching this show that weren't around when you guys played. So that's another reason, I guess, that you've got to realise that uh, the, the episodes aren't real. Like, although they're on YouTube now, there's still issues about getting them to watch them. But, you know, a lot of young people like watching this show. So they some of them weren't even born when your season was playing. And because of that large gap, that, that was probably another reason too that maybe your season was, I guess, a little bit forgotten. Yeah, also, I think you have, you, you, you have your moment in the spotlight. Does anyone give a shit about the Big Brother winners from 10 years ago, 15 years we ago? We give a like, shit about Reggie. Reggie Craig. Careful, she's a Tasmanian oh, icon. Whatever, you watch your mouth, sir. Doesn't she <laughs> cook fish and chips or something? Her dream, was to be a, her dream was to be a flight attendant and she failed. She got sacked. <laughs> Naomi, what about you? I mean, you're, you're one of the biggest Survivor fans to ever play this game. I think you and I are very similar like that. We, we were lucky enough to get to play this game and we're massive fans, absolutely like super fans. She lasted longer than you, Matt, like, not that similar. How, how is that? <laughs> What's it like for you, the fact that, you know, you made Merge, you know, you were the um, first, uh, with the, yeah, first female, um, what, what was what was it, you the first female to make, to make, uh, to be voted out of, of, of Aurora. Um, but the Second. fact that you're still a fan of this game now, and you kind of don't probably get like it's hard. Like yes, you played the game, and you can tell people, "Yep, I played the game." But then at the same time, they're like, "Well, how come you're not on All Stars?" Or how come like you? And it's, it sounds like you're not even eligible to be on All Stars. Is that kind of hard for a, a super fan that has played this game? Oh, that's actually this whole com conversation is really interesting, and I've loved you asking that question, particularly Ben, each week to all of the, the people you've interviewed. And I actually really resonated with Sophie when she said. Um, actually didn't really bother me, that, you know, that, it's, that we've kind of been forgotten. 
except that, and I'll get to this in a second, but I think just looking at all the faces here on the Zoom tonight, I don't think any of us signed up for Australian Survivor to be famous or to be remembered. We, you know, I, well, this is why I signed up because I wanted to play that bloody game. Like I'm just, I love it. I want to be in. And I don't, it doesn't worry me now if people don't remember it, except that the only reason would be that it would have been cool to be considered for the All-Stars or to have another, to be a returning player at some point. I mean, I don't know for everyone else, but I don't think anybody here signed up to play Australian Survivor 19 years ago to be famous. Just just quickly, that's Naomi's first bloody for the episode, everyone. Good job. (laughs) Sorry about that. I've missed the boat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bloody boat. Well, exactly. I mean, I mean, the great thing from your season, Jane, Queen Jane, still holds that record for being the youngest player ever in Australian Survivor history. So, so Jeff, you can ah. keep that that rolling. I'll be and, the other side, me the yeah, oldest. Kind of come back and and, and be the well, oldest one. It's something that I, a, I will always hark on about. I will always defend. Oh, postcard. Postcard. Let's have a look at this. What's this one? Baylor's Way, Port Lincoln. Oh. Where that's been written on, that's that's the, the lines, that's the first challenge. Oh, great. That, coming wow. out into the water. Oh. We're going to need that for the there. reunion next year. I, I kind of want to go to these locations and then yeah. like visualise. Picking up, yeah, the log and then coming back. Yeah, wow. That's, that's yeah, sorry, fantastic. I just thought I'd scare it because I sitting in the bookshelf. I want to find the patch of grass yeah. where Katie threatened to kill people. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, hey. Lance, you're one of the interviews I really enjoyed. Well, I enjoyed everyone's interview, but the thing that fascinated me about your interview, Lance, is you were kind of out there for a different reason. And Naomi said, like, no one was out there to be famous, and I and and I know that was the case for you. But you were out there for basic, almost like a bit of a spiritual awakening, I guess you could say, or just there's just something you wanted to do when you were out there. You you were you mentioned it, that you were at that point in your life where you just wanted to do something different. And to the point that when you got voted out, you actually still wanted to stay out there in a tent away from the rest of the, the rest of the, the game, I guess. Um, I found that fascinating. Yeah, well, and I love that about you, Lance, is that it didn't, you weren't even there. You weren't there. You didn't care if you were getting paid $1 to be there. You just wanted to be there. Yeah. And I think, I think picking up on Naomi, I think we were all there for the experience. I mean, okay. Craig was wanting to win. I mean, it wasn't as if I didn't want to win. And I think I said also in the interview, it changed for me. Like during that process, and I think it was because it was so hard and we had the absolute pleasure to do it for 30 days. And I, and I, you know, I did say it in the interview, but you know, on day 29, to Steve's credit, he actually came and spoke to me. I, maybe I was thinking I was going to get voted out. I don't know. But I actually asked, look, if I do, that's when I asked him before I got voted off. I said, if I do get voted off, can I, you leave me in some little spot so I can do the 40 days in the desert? And, and it was a unique thing. And I think that's what we all have. We all, we all experience life really hard. Um, and sure, there's, all, you know, there's the dynamics of the, you know, the second side of this thing, which I wasn't really targeted into. But I will say I was tricked a little bit. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It was, it was actually good strategy. And I put that to Shona and Rob. That you know, I we were we had a sort of an outer alliance that we weren't going to be like America. And remember, it's so early. This would have frustrated Craig, of course, but we weren't going to do it like the Americans. We weren't going to have alliances. Uh, of course, it was a alliance. So, so in a way, that is an alliance. You know, and, and 
So I got totally hooked into that and, and, and it suited the person I was and that, and that was good reading of a character to say, okay, we can, we can catch him on that one. Um, so, so Lance, you just was, admitted there are alliances. Have you just worked it out? Uh, yeah. 20 years later. <laughs> yes, you've done it. And there it is. Lance has worked I, it out. I reckon right? we all, I, I, all, I do believe we all had a bit of a spiritual and it was a very, I thought it was a very spiritual place. We sat in that place where we, we did yoga. That was sitting on one of the biggest middens I've ever, ever seen. And I, I don't know. I just, I, uh, and, and Rob, you know, like he, he was, he was, a, he was a funny guy too. He, he, he nicknamed me, uh, you know, Lance of Arabia type thing. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I just, so now it was, and it was a beautiful, like, but I didn't expect to go there and that happened, but that did happen. Um, and that's and what was, was interesting. It's frustrating to Craig, obviously. <laughs> No, no, it's not, Lance. I remember when you said that in your interview, and that was to my point earlier, that they compare to Para and Gandina, and I don't see any difference. You guys were still trying to fly under the radar and no alliances. So to sort of bag Kadena for doing that, and that's a different, you guys were doing the same thing. And, and you, there was you and a few others that said the same thing, that people were trying not to draw any attention to themselves. They wanted to fly under the radar. You were you you were of the impression there were no alliances. Same thing was happening on Kadena. So, uh, but, but and, we, and so yeah, I found all that really interesting. Hmm. But there was a very interesting thing. alliance, though, wasn't there? I mean, when yeah, you think about were. Robert and Shona were, were solid, and I suppose you were saying you and Naomi were solid too. Um, yeah. But I think Rob, Rob on top of that, uh, you know, and I, I know I hear what Shona was saying in her interview too. Yeah, but I think they also had captured. Uh, Sophie and Katie in, in in that web. And so I think, you know, it was a very strong strategy. I mean, Katie, Katie had a list. She had this one's going on, bang, 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 bang. She knew mm. what was going on to the end. I mean, there was a well, line. Well, she wasn't quite thing. right to the end, though. <laughs> no, no, right. Yeah, that yeah. But that's what was good. And Shona had a a map or something as well. They were really strategizing through how they were going to get to the end and what, 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 if they needed to deviate, how, how they were going to do that. And it was, it was cool to hear all that. I like how you all had pens and paper ready to go. Like it's kind of, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing. Uh, a couple of sort of quick fire questions to kind of, you know, leading us into the, the closing stages. Two, two things I wanted to really point out uh, around Lincoln here. First of all, um, Deb, uh, it was revealed, I believe, in Naomi's interview that uh, you had a bit of a nickname for Mr. Lincoln, the thinking man's crumpet. Now, <laughs> you want to give woman's us a bit of background of that? Thinking woman's, woman's Oh, thinking woman's. Sorry. I mean, sure. How did that come about? Tell us about the thinking woman's crumpet. Look, I have a vague recollection it might have had something to do with the X-Files because I think David Duchovny at the time was known as the thinking woman's crumpet. And because, you know, Lincoln is a, he's a, you know, guy he sort of wasn't your you know he wasn't your um jamie jury he was this guy that sort of came from left field and you know and he was quiet and, and he was an intellectual kind of and he's all out, yeah, cerebral. <laughs> unlike jamie jury so. <laughs> you know so yeah i think it sort of spawned from that actually and did you know this was going about lincoln did you hear this nickname for you i, I think i might have heard something like that at some point. <laughs> And you go back yeah. to your wife and go, hey, this is, this is why what we don't call. talk to producers because they go and spread things. <laughs> the, other, the other thing, uh, too, Lincoln, which we, we discovered a lot during the rewatches, 
is we discovered a little thing that we like to call Dick Lincoln, where you yeah, kind of had these little yeah, back, backhanded <laughs> being comments. being a dick again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, A, was that deliberate? And B, got any dick comments you want to kind of uh, bring up 20 years later to any of the people on the line today? No, I, I was told. I was told very specifically that I was not their friend. I was not to smile. I wasn't to make any kind of contact with them <laughs> whatsoever, aside from talking to them and telling you about the challenges. I, Stephen was adamant that I wasn't to be at all personable. So, you know, anytime you throw any comment, I mean, I, I thought I was most friendly when I had the boat. I think I was friendly then. But other than that, you know, I was instructed, strict instructions not to engage in any way whatsoever and especially not to, you know, be nice to them. So anytime you know, there was time for a dick comment, I'm right there. You were, you were on the ball. That was great. That was fantastic. I'd love no, to hear what, from... What, what do you mean by it? What, what, what is an actual example of a Dick Lincoln Dick comment? There, there was just the, your little snide comments, particularly I think it was around Kadena <laughs> when they kept losing all the time, like, oh, yep, if you're, you're back here again and I'll oh, lose one more, there'll only be three of you. Like, it's kind of just... It's like, <laughs> oh, you, you're what such a nice guy. Oh, what can you say when they keep losing? <laughs> There's just something about the nicety, though. Like, it's kind of like it's it's not a, a probst or a, you know, a dicko when he's angry. Even JLP kind of has a, a way of doing it. Like, you've got this such calm, like, oh, I'm Lincoln, I'm so nice. But, like, it's just the way you pass it off. It's kind of, you've really got to pick it up. And it's like, it just, it's, I like it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Dick Lincoln is one of my favorite things I discovered this season where you're watching it. Isn't that passive aggressive? That, thank you. Yeah. There you go. I'm Jamie Jury here. Clearly, the smarts aren't here. I don't know these people. I, I don't think that's passive aggressive. I, I, would, I would point out the fact that, you know, I only see one tribe here at, at Tribal Council. There you go. He doesn't know when to stop, does he? No, see, there it is. That's exactly a classic example of it. Thank you, Lincoln. But to I, his credit, he did. I don't ever recall Lincoln having to do things twice. Like, mm. more often. Unlike no. Dicko, come on now, that guy, Twenty Take Dicko, isn't that his nickname? I reckon jail. <laughs> that, that opening, that opening sequence where the bus arrives, I reckon it goes for about seventeen minutes or, or well, maybe not long, fifteen <laughs> minutes. No auto cue, completely memorised from not not a stumble. And let's be honest, twenty years later, round of applause for Lincoln for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alone, I think alone. Come on, I'd, I'd love to actually ask. Like, I was gonna, I, I want to hear any fun Lincoln stories at the moment. A random question I would like to kind of bring up in all of these reunions we do for future seasons, and this is maybe the most open one I'm going to because I think when we get to like season three, channel ten, half the people are going to go, "Who's Lincoln House?" Sorry, Lincoln, yeah, I know exactly, you're a celebrity, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. let's <laughs> let's put Lincoln, Dicko, and JLP on Survivor. Who, who's going the furthest? Who, who's who's winning out of those three? Let's open it up to the floor. Oh, Tell me with your answers. As contestants, exactly. Oh, back in the day, I would have done well. I mean, that was the whole idea. I, I was a Survivor fan. I wanted to be on it. I didn't want to host it. I wouldn't be Still on could it. be. You still, we, we told you. Come on, Lincoln. I don't know, I don't know these days. Um, no, I reckon I would have gone for because I, I reckon I can really fake sincerity really well. Um, I could have everybody. <laughs> let's be honest. I have no honest. problem. No problem playing on the bus at all. Dicko's going first out of you three, so I think it just comes down to you and JLP. Um, mm. Deb, I mean, as a fan, you know, can you kind of picture how I they would Lincoln, go? I think Lincoln would would do it very well. I think JLP Lincoln. is an actor. Yes. When we when hold on, when we started this little conference, wasn't Lincoln sucking on a bunger? 
Who had the better rig, Lincoln back then? Lincoln or JLP? Because I won't say Dicko. We know Dicko's rig uh, isn't that great or wasn't at the time, but uh, that's, you know, never, that's a I dad bod rig. I never got to get the shirt off. Yeah, well, you had the rope on the shoulder at least in your photo shoot. Mm. I don't ever see JLP with a rope on his shoulder. I mean, there's at least that. I, I carry it everywhere. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> probably still do. I mean, you could still do the, the, the towel challenge. I mean, we saw JLP do it in front of his car on, on Instagram. I mean, there's still time, Lincoln. Get the rig out. Can, Come on. Can I, can I just say, you, you know who I want to do, do you know who I want to do the towel ta- the, the ta- challenge? And I reckon he would do it. David Haas. Yeah. I knew you were going there. I just wanted you to say it. The man crush what's is just the, going to new levels. What's the towel challenge? <laughs> so, so David Jeanette, uh, the most recent um, winner, kind of started a, a thing a few years ago where basically, because he's a, he's a model, and he basically just posed nude with a towel covering his bits. Ah. And then that kind of turned into a, a bit of a, a charitable thing because Lee Castledine, uh, a player on season three and on All Stars, uh, his his mother passed away and he got removed from the game. So kind of to raise uh, charity, the Stroke Foundation, the Stroke Foundation. Thank uh-huh. you to raise money for the Stroke Foundation. You know, a bunch of the modern Didn't Australian. Did you do the ta- towel challenge? Did I do it? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. sorry for that. Image <laughs> with the Tapara, with the Tapara buff. Yeah, this buff on my head, everyone that I'm touching has touched other parts it, of me. It's not but, the buff uh, you sent me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> About that. Um, so, yeah, basically, Matt, Matt is basically wanting to see you nude with a uh, uh, towel covering your doodle. I thought it was flicking each other's butts with the towel. Matt <laughs> would probably enjoy that too. Can yeah. we throw that in there? Again, invite Matt over. He would probably gladly partake in that activity with you. But um, yeah, I, I would. I would love to see all three battle it out. Naomi, as a fan, you know, would you love to see Lincoln, JLP, Dicko battling it out to the death? You know, put them in your shoes. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be fantastic. But I think you're right. Dicko would be first beat for sure. Yeah, poor Dicko. Play hard, yeah. play fair, play to win. No, mate, you're gone. Craig. Uh, <laughs> Who know, would host in this situation, though? Uh, well, which one? Deb, you want to host? First female host? <laughs> no, let, look, Jeff, let, let Jeff Brown do it because he'll just heckle him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would work. Craig, Craig, you could host. You've got the look, you've got the rig, you've got everything going for you. You could look with rope on your shoulder. Nah, that's past me. I'll play again, but no. Nah. I think that's the audition process, isn't it, Lincoln? They basically stood you in front of a camera and go, here's some rope, put it on your shoulder. And you, <laughs> you're hired. Jamie, jury, go away. Here's Lincoln. No, Hanel. actually, my audition, my audition tape was the original Survivor spiel, the one they used to do, you know, 16. Oh, yeah, Republic, 16 you know. Americans. Yeah. Do you yeah, still have yeah, it? Yeah. Do you still have that audition I tape? I don't. I haven't got a copy of it, no. Ah, oh, no. see, look, you know. But that's, we... where, that's when I bought my b- b- Big W shirt. Yeah, um, which yeah. you still own, I believe, from memory, do you not? I still have it, yes. It's in the, the cupboard. Famous... All my survivor gear is still in the cupboard. Yeah, the, the famous. Um, but, thing. yeah, that was the costuming. I'd <laughs> actually like to see Shona host Survivor. Shona, I think, like, yeah, I'd like I to see you play good, again. Yeah. But Shona, again, you talk about, you know, Jeff not holding back, Matt. I mean, imagine Shona out there. Like, you players don't do as I tell you. Fuck off. Like, I could just imagine <laughs> you doing that, Shona. <laughs> I was Shona, I reckon you'd end up just walking into camp and start doing the rice for them and thinking, bugger it, you're burning the rice, you're not doing it properly, just leave it here, I'll do it. What's for dinner tonight? 
what's the fucking dinner? <laughs> I think you were to show What were those little rubber things you used to eat? About 30 fucking days. Mollusks. Those, those mollusks. Yeah. Uh, oh, artificial God. prop. The, the yeah. tire, the beautiful, Dunlop, was it Rob said Dunlop tires yeah. or whatever Rubbery. it was, basically like chewing that. Um, any fun Lincoln memories, anyone? Any got any fun <laughs> quick little Lincoln stories that you remember? I know he wasn't allowed to be your friend, but was there anything you remember? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, we didn't interact that much at all. We didn't oh, there's stories. No, Lincoln's trying to cover it up. Come on, there's some, there's a story floating around here about Lincoln, surely. No one came to karaoke. They didn't see it. <laughs> oh, he's still well, big. I, um, I heard about Lincoln karaoke, and what are the, was it the G the G teasers or something? Lincoln, didn't they have like dancing girls and guys at the bar, and they called it oh, G-T- smiling? Yes, I have that vague memory of that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so. well, Look, before you were popular with the G teasers, you guys were talking. Lincoln, I think it was Lincoln, was talking about the food. And how, oh no, no, Craig was talking about how they provide food to the contestants. Well, no con- contestant on Survivor has been fed as well as we were because we found a cache of abalone. So every night we'd have rice with half a dozen abalone per serve. Wow. Were they legal so size? We were eating abalone. I think there was that warning in the last episode, Lincoln, that kind of uh, pre-warned people from doing that. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I heard Lincoln at Channel 9 got a cop to fine because we were catching abalone. Well, we were, you know, getting abalone, but we were just diving in and and getting them and they were undersized. And I'd heard that the fisheries department chased Channel 9 over that one. Really? Uh, They they did. By by sheer coincidence, when I left, I left retired from the police force. And I went, I got bored, so I went to work for the Department of Immigration. And I worked for a guy who used to be a fisheries inspector. And he said, Oh, you were taken under size abalone from Wales Way. He said, I investigated, and we, they made a decision in the end that publicity wouldn't be worth it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'd heard that. I'd love to find out. Of course, we we were discussing and planning Matt's, you know, the brains behind this sort of uh, next year in 2021, getting us all out to Whaler's Way and kind of having you guys revisit this lovely location that you all have very fond memories of. Uh, I'll start. Let's let's get. I'd love to get answers from everyone here. I'll start with you, David. I mean, where, where's your mind at with this? Kind of, you know, are you, are you thinking, wow, 20 years, perfect time to visit there, or kind of you think, well, do I really want to go back there and you know eat pig face <laughs> and kind of steal abalone I, I, again? I wave, I waver between both, to be honest. <laughs> I, I wait. It goes back and forth because you know there is. Uh, it took me a while to not think about the game for a while because it was I'd think about it all the time, and then you know I stopped thinking about it, which was a relief. And and in a way, this has been a bit therapeutic to revisit it, but uh, I always uh, I waver between the two. Then I think, oh, what am I thinking? This is crazy, but no. Lance, oh, where's you your want chest set, David? <laughs> David, where's your chest set? I don't know. It was sold. Yeah, wasn't it? Did you buy it? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's got it. <laughs> you guys can play chess. We can bring yeah. it to Whaler's Way. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we could have played. We, we've got a photo of it. Um, we've got a photo of it, David, which we'll put up on our social media. But, yeah, Jeff Brown has your chess set. You still got it? Yeah. 
Oh, good on I've you. Also I... got a, you know how you're allowed to take a luxury item? You took the chess set. Yes. Well, I've got I've got a little bit of my luxury item left over. I can take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't think what it was. <laughs> the toilet, the toilet paper. paper. It's a valuable uh, commodity in 2020. That, you, you know what's right. in Victoria? Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting <laughs> because when we had to nominate the uh, luxury item, I nominated soap because I didn't like the idea of being unwashed. But um, they said, no, you can't, you can't have that. So that yep. was interesting that you got toilet paper. Toilet paper got through the cracks. Wow, yeah, literally. through the cracks. <laughs> do they still do luxury items? Can you answer that, Matt? Do they still do? Do people take luxury items in modern survival? Yeah, they ask you. Um, so before I went out there, they asked me what what's one item if I could get one item, what would it be? So I didn't. We didn't start the game with it. Um, whether through it, obviously I wasn't there long enough, so I never got it. But um, um, yeah, so everyone sort of got asked what they wanted. Um, so I think now what they do is at a certain point in the game, they get presents from home, you know, like, they'll, and, and they'll have, and I think, I think that's when they probably get the gift then. Um, yeah. It's not, you, you certainly don't start off with the luxury item. No. Which is a shame. Cause I always loved finding out what the luxury item was. That was mm. always a fun little thing that mm. I used to love that back in the day. Lance, you, you basically wanted to live out there in Whaler's way, as you just said, kind of there. So, I mean, I can imagine you're maybe champing at the bit to get back out there next year. Well, I'm very keen. The, the reunion sounds like a great idea. I don't know if you noticed, I went to my cupboard. Does anybody recognize this? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we slept in these babies. I, I, I've kept mine and it, uh, still, it still has the smell of Whaler's Way. Um, <laughs> no, I'll definitely be there. I mean, I, wherever. I mean, I had always wanted to go back to Whaler's Way um, and I never did. Um, I used to catch up with Rob for a while and he, and he went back. Um, and uh, he went, I think he went back twice. Um, he stayed uh, there overnight. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm really keen. I'm really keen to go back. So hopefully, I think it's a great idea. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to be there. And Shona, I know you're there because you're wanting to play your young warrior and tiddlywinks, aren't you? Oh, absolutely! Can't wait. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> oh, I, I thought the I thought the location was just stunning. Um, yeah. Certainly, when you got back from the coast, I know, and, and our our camp particularly was you know literally in the dirt, but um, I suppose I've just spent a lot of time in the bush and, and some of it's um, being able to see that beauty in, in the harshness and the dryness. Um, I've flown over that country, you know, it's particularly along the, the, um, the cliffs there across, uh, uh, over the ocean and so I'm really keen to go back. I'd love to go back. I'd like to take my partner and go back. Um, I'd like to you know, I guess catch up with people that have a particularly, for, for, for better or worse, and I, I really mean that um, for better, um, 20 years ago. It's not, see, I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up in the, in the same area and went to the same school with people. There's no one in my life that I, I went to kindergarten with or even high school with. And so 20, to go back 20 years and, and um this it was an intense, <laughs> was a very intense experience, and the, and the personalities um, were pretty much, bar a couple, were, were those strong type A personalities, um, desperately trying to win and do well, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I've put my hand up for it for sure. 
Jeff, I know you're keen. Uh, you're 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 counting down the days, aren't you? You, you want to be able to yell at um, you know, the baby shit yellow people, and you know, go to para, go to para. We'll recreate some classic moments for you. <laughs> I'm not like that. No, no, no. That was, that was that's all, all in editing. That's all a misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah so they, you're you're in for the re- reunion, Jeff? Yeah, I am. I, I want to go fishing. The very yeah. first trip I ever caught was two down at Wales Way. You throw the line in with a bit, a bit of those limpets or whatever they're called, cut up with a rock, put it on, and throw it in. They've got two fish. <laughs> well, we'll be alternating days, Jeff. You can only go on one of the days and the other people will go on the other to, to, to make it fair. I wouldn't mind. I've always wondered what was on the other side of our camp. I know, I know three sides, but I never, down where the toilet was, further down that way, I would like to have gone for a walk to see where it head, to see what we missed out on. That's thing I'd like to do. I'd like to go and drink some water out of that windmill because I reckon we got conned. I reckon we could have been drinking it all the time. Mm. I don't think we had to boil it at all. Mm. Yeah, well, so, I, I think it was fascinating learning from Stephen that the reason behind making you guys alternate was just because he thought it would be a fun idea. It wasn't actually anything, you know, there wasn't a reason behind it. It was like, oh, this would be a cool idea make them go different days. So, you know, took the magic out of that. We used, to, we used to all go and get food at the same place, though. Both tribes went to the same mm-hmm. to the same fishing spot and crawled down that same cable. Yeah, but on different uh, days. Mm. Yeah, just that we all went to the same place different days. Yeah, a part so of it was also keeping you apart. A part yeah. of it was also making sure you didn't bump into each yeah. other. Quite a limited yeah, space yeah, there. Well, yeah. But we could see their tracks down the dirt path when we walked down, so we knew they'd been down there before us. That was actually mm. just uh, Sylvan dropping some of his roofies out of his pocket to make sure he got, <laughs> he got back there. Uh, Naomi, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm guessing we're all kind of going to give the similar answer here, but I mean, kind of how, what are your thoughts in terms of, again, revisiting Whaler's Way? And we can get the bloody ship for you out there, maybe. We can kind of really make it special for you. <laughs> as long as I don't have to go there on a bloody ship, that's the. I'd like to see where the ship was. I'd like to see what. what yeah. Went back a couple of years after. Wasn't the original plan? to bring everybody into shore on a military submarine or naval submarine? Is that? That may have been one idea. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the budget well, didn't quite go that didn't far. Didn't quite, but <laughs> we, 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 we end up with the, the Port Lincoln school bus. That was actually yeah. the school bus. Kerry, clean, Kerry Packer nipped that in the bud. Kerry Packer nipped that in the bud real quick when he realised how much that submarine was going to cost. <laughs> Lance, Lance was also asking about the location in terms of Broom was um, was it was it Wilder's Way or Broom? I mean, Broom was one of the ones that was tossed around. Um, Kerry Packer was very keen to have us on his outback property, whatever that's called. Um, and yeah, yeah, um, that would have been fun. But <laughs> I, from memory, from memory, I'm pretty sure Stephen told me that. Stephen, I think he's from Adelaide or, or had lived in Adelaide and he was aware of these islands off the coast there. He wanted to all go out to an island and stay there um, and he would have been voted off the island. But they turned out to be so desolate and so hard logistically to get to and from. Um, you know, and everything had to be shipped in, shipped out. But um, 
Tasmania's still an option if they're looking for Channel 10 season again, 8. Just again, too inhospitable, um, not um, <laughs> hard to get to. Yeah, yeah. Once you're <laughs> out, you never go back. Yeah. Uh, Deb, you, did you mention, I hear you just mentioned that you went back uh, to Whaler's Way well, not went, long after? I went back a few years later. I actually drove across with a mate of mine across the Calibor. We stayed with you, Shona. I don't know if you remember. Like, I think one night or something in Perth. And yeah. I went back through Whaler's Way and um, the, the ship's still there, or it was still there. I mean, it was a while really? ago. Well, Naomi's not coming anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was sort of, I mean, I think from memory it was sort of maybe not completely disassembled, but it, there's there's remnants of it. Wow. So who knows? From, the you know, bloody another, ship is bloody still, still there. Are, are, you in, are you in for the reunion, Deb? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It'd be great to see everyone. Fantastic. And Lincoln, you're hosting it, right? We, we, have we told you this? You know, <laughs> no, this, you, is your, this is your gig, guys. I'm just showing up. But I'll, be, I'll be there. I'll be there. I mean, I haven't been to Port Lincoln or anywhere around there since then. Um, I, I just want to see if Lincoln Lingerie is still there. Well, Lincoln. maybe we can get a photo of you in Lincoln Lingerie in Lincoln Lingerie. And we will find your favourite karaoke haunt and we'll all get up there and we'll join you. You know what? You know what? You know what? We'll have to sing. Yeah, well, I will. I, 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 I gladly do Summer it. Summer loving. Yeah, well, yeah, that's my go-to. I'll just give us want a bit it. of a rendition of it. Right we, we, can, now, we can do no. we can do islands in the stream together. <laughs> yeah, I always have to have a duet. I have to have someone with me. I was going to go well, for the singing. I was going bump, bum, 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 See, you can sing. You can sing, Ben. Naomi, I'm sure. you've got to stop saying this. All right, like you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe this rubbish that uh, you're saying that I'm singing. No, <laughs> no. I, 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 Deb can sing. We heard the famous five. We can always get to singing that again. <laughs> Lincoln, Lincoln, if you are, if you are keen to do a bit of karaoke, we, we know the reunion's going to start on a Friday, but Dave and I are actually going to go down on a Thursday and get on the piss <laughs> the night before because <laughs> that's what that's what that's what David does. So that's we're. Uh, you can, okay. you can join us. We'll go to a karaoke bar. I'll, I'll yeah. hang out with Deb. We can do some uh, recce's, kind of just uh, you know around Port Lincoln. And I'll hang out with Jade, and we'll do some cooking lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, you're 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 maybe. Are you the keenest of everyone here, just to kind of get out there? Because you're going to go in game mode, aren't you? We'll we'll, pl- we'll get some games out there, and just really get you competitive out there again. I'm a bit. I agree with what David says, though. Like. I de- I'm definitely there. Um, my wife's keen to come. I'd like to bring the kids and show them around. But I haven't been anywhere near the place since for no other reason that why would you go there? But um, it'd be. I hope I'm not disappointed if I go. Like, um, you know, it'd be interesting to go out and see where it was filmed and 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 try and remember. I can vaguely remember the town. But it'd be, it, you, know, know, it'd be you, you can vaguely remember it because you hardly saw it, but I saw all of it. That's all I had to do was remember it. <laughs> true, true. Oh, I'll be there. I'll definitely be there. Won't miss Fantastic. it. Is, um, is Katie coming? Is she expressed interest? I suppose yeah, she's a baby, she, baby she, so hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she kind of was, you know, like, oh, it'll be, it'll be fun to do. But obviously, you know, uh, being a new mother and all, I mean, we're not kind of sure mm-hmm. how it goes. I mean, look, I think kind of the, the plan and Matt can probably talk a little bit more than I can because Matt's, you know, been very much heavily involved in organising it is to is to get whoever out there, you know. And it's, and it's obviously not just, you know, players and, of course, uh, you know, you, Lincoln, is in the host, but even production crew, people who kind of were there, you know, it's kind of, yeah, Matt, talk, please. I, this is your baby, yeah. right? Well. Well, I know I know Karen's keen, and 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 Karen actually she had to work tonight, so that's why she she didn't come uh, on the reunion. She was 
she was keen, but unfortunately had to work, so she couldn't join us. But but I know Karen's really keen for the reunion, and and um, from from the conversations I've had with Jane, she's um, she's really keen as well. And um, but she, you know she's got a lot of young small kids as well, so I guess it will depend on that. But um, but yeah, it'd be great to get everywhere. It'd be great to get Lincoln. I, I really want you to get onto all the production people. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. About, yeah. Had That's all the crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like a couple, a couple of producers have said they'll come. Um, well, hey, Lincoln, did you listen to Maddie Bronger? I haven't yet. No, that's my next yeah. one. Is, uh, was he so, good? You know, like, Quite insightful. Yep. <laughs> Hair in the gate. You talk about that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, he, he brought it up without even being prompted. Matt was very excited. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know whether that was a, you know, I was giving away state secrets there or not. But, um, yeah. No, it helped. And, and also, it, trust me, we, we learned some great things about uh, Matty D here about, you know, uh, how hard it was to make him look good on camera as well. So, you know. I'll just say too that um, that Jenny Duggan, Tim's wife, um, she, she's really keen for the reunion too. So I guess that would be really yes. great for, for Jenny to come down and, and, and see, you know, obviously what, you know where Tim played the game and all that, so I think um, she's really looking forward to it. So yeah, and even like Jack Robin, the composer, obviously uh, he was married to one of the editors on the show, so um, try to get them down there as well. So look, I think I think you know we've got a good start, and it sounds like uh, everyone's really keen. So if you get Ben Dark, Matt, Ben Dark needs to join us. Uh, we we need to find him again. We're still sadly missing Ben Dark. We don't know where he is, but uh, see what he could have missed out on. I, I'd love to to wrap this up with best memory that you all have from your survivor experience you know it can be in game out of game you know whatever you want to kind of do it i would love to hear you know 20 years on your the long-standing best memory you have from your entire survivor experience i'm going to start with you lincoln you are the host you are the host with the most you are the thinking woman's crumpet the man with the rope what's your best memory i look i think i think it's a general kind of memory not not one specifically but what i found incredible was was going into this i mean i just thought it was going to be great fun and it was it was something that um you know i, I it was just to be involved in survival i, I thought it was a great thing and then, and then as the game progressed and and you so you you stood on that deck of the bloody ship and you actually saw people's sort of lives as as they were at that point you know being snuffed out it, you you can't help but get into it you can't help but buy into that and that moment when someone's finished game is finished and you're actually it starts to affect you and you start to really feel stuff and that's what that's when i thought this is kind of more than a game it's more than it's it's there's way more going on here because i i found myself suddenly being part of it and uh, that was the biggest thing for me i think i think it, it, that's when i realized it was, you know, this is quite, it, it's unique. And I, I will say just quickly, Lincoln, on that before I, I throw to you, Deb, for your memory, I think it's, it's really great to have you involved, uh, not only in interviews that we've had you on and just in this, this experience, because Matt and I talked a little bit off air that moving forward when we cover the other seasons, this realistically will be the only uh, reunion we have the host on with the contestants. I mean, God, if Dicko joins us, fantastic. If JLP <laughs> joins us, fantastic. But I realistically, it's not going to happen. So I, I, I personally, as as someone who's a, a big fan of your season, I, th- I still think it's great that you kind of are 
you know, passionate enough about it to talk about it after all these years. Because I remember interviewing you, gosh, nearly 10 years ago and kind of digging you up on Twitter or something like that. And I re-listened to that interview recently as well and kind of, you know, I think you were in a bit of shock that someone was talking to you about that at that point. It was only 10 years <laughs> old. But um, here we are another decade later and we're still talking about it. So, yeah, I, I really admire that with you, that you kind of you still have this passion for it and you, you still obviously hold it very dear to your heart that you had this experience. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I really appreciate it. I don't know about the other guys, but... Um, for you guys to do this and dredge us all up and just have us talk about it again and give us a chance to actually, I don't know, just, just air it, you know, get it all out there. I think it's great. And, and your defence of the season has been, you know, there's things that dwell in the back of your mind, but you don't really want to say them because you sound like a wanker, um, you know, that we have, have been forgotten. And, you know, this, this, these people did do this and they, you know, they should get recognition. And for you guys to do this, I think it's fantastic. I, I'm fine to stand up and be a wanker. I've been a wanker my whole life and, you know, I've been doing it for no, a while I really now. do. I, I really appreciate it. Deb, what about you? What was your, your best memory from your Survivor experience? Oh, look, I think it's hard to pinpoint, to be honest. It, it was just the fact that we got to do it and, and to be a part of it, you know. I think it, um, it was a once-in-a-lifetime, you know, it was more than once-in-a-lifetime, but, it, you know, experience of just um, – I mean, I love the kind of detachment of it. I love being out there with no contact with family and people and no phones and, and just there was a freedom to it that, you know, that was just amazing. And, yeah, just so extraordinarily unique. And, and um, yeah, I think for me it was just the whole experience of being there. Yeah. Naomi, for you, was it the bloody ship? No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, look, in all fairness to the ship, it's uh, an inanimate object, but it's, it was fine because we're there too much. But um, I think for me it was, yeah, like just the great privilege in being, you know, not only getting to play it, but being the first, one of the first contestants ever in Australian Survivor and also just um, just the adventure. It just really appealed to me. It was, you know, it was great. The whole process was exciting, you know, and even getting selected and, and then getting out there and, and actually living it. It was it was an amazing adventure. Loved it. You'll always go down in history as the first jury member in the history of Australian Survivor. They can never take oh, that away from you. So there you yeah. go. And the reunion, I should say, we'll get you and Craig uh, to spend another night together at uh, Micro Station. <laughs> so we'll, we'll recreate everything out there. Don't worry. We'll get there. Uh, Jeff, what about you? You... you Best memory from your Survivor experience? Um, look, life's tough. And you can't understand where some people are coming from because we're all reasonably well off. We can afford food, water, etc. On Survivor, you wake up each morning with no water, with no food. And you know what it's like to live without water. And it's, it's, it's tough. And then you, after you try and scab water around somewhere, you've got to try and scab a meal and some of the crap you'll eat because you're hungry. And this experience has, has let me be hungry. And there was no food. And shelter, shelter the third. It goes water, food, shelter. Um, you shelter, well, we had none really. We had this tarp we'd throw over ourselves, but there's no shelter. So to live with these experiences, was absolutely fantastic. And then I worked in immigration where uh, I used to issue visas to people or not issue visas, depending on what the government wanted, um, <laughs> to come in. And I knew where these people were coming from and what the pressures that were. Well, I've had all those experiences. If I didn't go on Survivor, I wouldn't have had, and I'm delighted to have had them. 
Fantastic. Oh. Great answer. That's wow. Very oh. insightful. Love that. Um, Shona, yourself, your your survivor memory, best survivor memory. Look, I'm I'm with Deb and Naomi. Really, it was that experience. I don't think I can. I mean, the whole experience was was the best. You know, how many people get to to go out and you know play a game like Survivor and you know in a, in a pretty visually stunning sort of um, location because that's that's what they're wanting for the audience um, with other you know in our case you know fifteen Type A personalities all sort of it, it's it is unique. Um, I don't think I can pick out any any bit of it that was. The whole thing just wrapped up. It was fantastic. I, I, um, I'm so glad that I got the opportunity. Um, I, I met some amazing people um, and did something that the other said, you know, is quite unique in um, in the overall scheme of things. So, um, yeah, every 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 part of it, you know, it was it was so incredibly challenging and um, interesting and I loved it. I loved it, yeah. So the answer was the cherry ripes then. Is that what I heard? <laughs> <laughs> cherry ripes, yeah. Well, I didn't get a... Uh, Lance, what about you? What was your favourite? Uh, well, I've had a little bit more time to think about it, but my mind just keeps bouncing. One thing, one thing, one thing. Mm. Say, you know, what's your best thing? Um, I'm just following up what Shona said. I, I thought two things. One, the excitement of getting out of the bus on the cliff and being there. I thought that, wow, <laughs> you know, that was exciting. Um, the adventure was ahead of us. Uh, but I, I had a number of times, but one particular time when we were, we'd caught fish and I think we were still virtually a full team. And, you know, we were... Uh, We'd uh, were heating the fish on rocks and sharing and sitting down a bit, and it just felt so tribal. And I know, and I often, that, to me, it was actually an oddly experience because the whole thing is about knocking off people. But, and I think that's why people can get so upset because you do share so much. You you become dependent on each other. You share everything, and uh, and I and I think that tribal experience was really something very special. And, uh, and, and, then, and then as I said, in that spot we're doing, I, I felt we were sort of, you know, I don't, I don't think I have um, Indigenous roots, Aboriginal roots, but I felt very connected to the land, to the people and to that, that way of living. And I just still, still, still with me. Wow. And I love what Jeff said, that be able to reflect on the preciousness of water and, and, and food and a grain of rice. I still remember going going back to that that first night. You know, we all get kicked off, and geez, you turn a tap on it, you got water. You almost forgot it, and then it's and it's hot, and and then opening a fridge and just being almost shocked by it. You know, it was it was a very intense experience, but I think it resonates richly in all of us. You know. Fantastic! Wow, mm. these are these are some deep answers. I'm I'm, I'm loving these, David. Ah, <laughs> uh, top that. Go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because you think that, um, I don't know how many days it is, 
and you think, oh, I can do that. I go away for work and I, I'm away from my family. And, but you're, you're, in a, you're in a hotel room and you have the mod cons. So that once you get into a situation that's really tough, that makes it hard. So you see, um, Craig's got his whippet there. It's a whippet. <laughs> yeah. And at, yeah. And mine at the time when I was on Survivor was a spitting image of your whippet. And I loved him. And I remember being there cold, lying in the <laughs> dirt, not sleeping, and and just I, I, I'd get emotional thinking about my whippet. And I remember telling the the um, the psychologists at the time during the the question and answer when we go when we um, for the um, to get onto the show. And the psychologist said, you know, I think you need children. And <laughs> she she was actually. And I hadn't thought of that before, but um, she was right. Like they're, they're the greatest thing in my life. But at the t- what I what I reflect on is when things get tough, when you don't have all the mod cons, um, it makes it really tough. It makes it tough, and you get emotional over over your family, and and, and everything's tough. So mm-hmm. I thought I would be stronger um, in that way because I could be away from my family. But no, not when you've got all the when you've got all the mod cons. It's easy, but when it's tough, it's really tough. But there's lots. There's no one memory that stands out. There's lots of memories. I because I'm looking at the screen now. I'm on my phone and I see looking at Lance. And I remember getting when we got on the bus uh, uh, or on the plane. Actually, um, that was interesting because we hadn't seen each other before, and and you know you're going through the 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 selection process and you're doing your exams in the in the hotel and you're looking around at everyone else and you know at that point they're your competitors and you're thinking well who are they because you've got to get selected and who are they going to choose and I remember that and thinking you know um, looking at them and then this is your first time when you get on the plane or on the bus you see oh here they are these these are the people they chose and I remember sizing up Lance and he had his his um his Jesus T-shirt, and I thought, oh, here we go. He's 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 <laughs> trying to. He, 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 this is strategic. He's got his Godbrother a T-shirt on. He's making me feel like, like you know, I can trust him. So I'm on to him. I'm on to Lance. So I sized him up already. Sized up Katie. Katie, you know, bit of a you know her her a bit of a firecracker with a haircut and a seat on uh, feet on the seat. And I said, get your feet down off the seat. You know, thinking to myself, <laughs> you know, who does she think she is? You know, I've got you. I know. I, I know what you're all about. So I remember all of that. You know, but it all, it all blends into one. It was a fantastic experience. I remember the first challenge. That was the fizzle challenge. But you know, when you're there, it was windy. It was cold. There were massive bonfires. It was very surreal. It's like Mad, a scene out of Mad Max. And and standing there thinking, what the hell am I doing? Where am I? What am I doing here? So that that was unreal. I really so hope that the whole when, thing was like that. I really hope when people answer these questions in future seasons, we're not just going to get, oh, my favourite one was when I won the cake or something like that. Like these are like full, <laughs> deep, in-depth, amazing answers. And I you'll I never like, get do a better season than our season. No, you know? I, I really yeah. like celebrity you have to move season. Move on to makes, actually bad seasons. Yeah, <laughs> gosh, uh, Craig. I mean, you get to close it out. You've had the most time to think about this, but you've also got a lot of things to top here with all of these. Well, answers. It's, it's yeah, it's funny how my answers have changed when you've since you first asked it to now. 
<laughs> no, like when, when you first said it, I, was, I thought you meant in the context of the game. So I was like, shit, shit, shit. And I did, you know, there was a highlight for me personally within the game. But, and I'm same as everyone else. I, I remember going back to, as Lance said, I remember going back to the room and having my first piece of food. And I kind of, I cried and I felt, and I was tearing up going, I'll never forget this. I, I felt like I knew what it was like to starve, but Obviously, I, I didn't. It was only bloody 27 days, but I still remember those feelings as well. But if I had to put it down to one thing, it was really, I've always sort of said it was like a roller coaster ride. So it was everything. It was the, it was the sending myself up in a box, mum and I driving up from Victoria, planning all that. It was waiting for every bit to get in and, and but it was the family it was watching the excitement of my family and you know my brother spending over a hundred bucks trying to get a craig card out of the chips you know all of those things <laughs> my brother and his t-shirts and and friends just the whole journey for everyone else and watching them it was yes you were in the in the driver's seat and it was a, a great personal experience but but just watching what my family went through um, on the journey was it was pretty neat to, to watch all that take place fantastic wow great answers that um maybe i'm saying it right now they will be the best answers we ever get in that uh question moving forward no pressure Matt, for season five when we get to your season then <laughs> i was hoping one of you were going to say the greatest thing was coming on asa yeah, well, <laughs> clearly the experience didn't stay with them as much as we thought it would matt you know queen <laughs> jane would have said that she would have and, and i'm still in shock that craig abbott and David Haas both have owned whippets in their lifetime. What's the odds of that? There's more, they've got more in common than we, they got more in common than we realize. God, Dream Alliance, Showmance could have happened. What can we say? <laughs> terrible, terrible that these things happen. Guys, I'm going to say this is this has been an absolute blast. Uh, Matt, I, I want to say to you, thank you for sort of, you know, coming up with this a couple of weeks ago, this idea. It's sort of been something that we've only, again, late addition to the episode plan. And I think that moving forward with each season we cover, we, we will plan on doing something similar. Uh, you know, th this very much could be the most stacked. We haven't been, having said that, there's 24 people on bloody Channel 10 seasons. So, you know, <laughs> few more to choose from. But um, this this has just been an absolute blast, kind of get you all in a room together and talk and, and share these experiences. We've all had fantastic interviews with you across this season. But um, I, I, I'm going to go around and thank each of you individually because, uh, you know, I want to waste more time. And I also feel it's, it's <laughs> the right thing to do. Uh, I'll go from bottom to top in terms of my screen right now, though. Craig, mate, pleasure. I, I, you know, I joke, you message us all the time, you tell us about it, but I love it. I love hearing your thoughts whenever you listen to an interview and you kind of tell us, uh, you know, your opinions on things and just everything about it. It's been such a, a fascinating insight to kind of hear from you constantly. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great. And I really thank you for joining us here on the show tonight again. Thank you both. It's been a, been a pleasure. David, uh, I mean, I, Matt, you thank David. I feel like, I feel out of place here. I feel, Matt, you need to thank David here. Yeah, no, look, David, I, I stick by what I say, mate. You're you're an underrated player. You're before your time. And uh, to be honest, it's, you know, like I, it's been fantastic talking to all ears and, and it, it's a, you know, I, I really think we've all got a, a friendship out of this and it's, and, and you've made me feel like for someone that applied for your season and didn't get on that I'm still being a part of your season in a way. So mm. I, I thank you all for that. But but, but David, mate, uh, I really do think you're before your time and, and I appreciated uh, watching you play, mate. And it was, um, 
I love the fact that you didn't like niceness, as you put it. So it was one line I'll always remember. And, mate, just thank, thanks for apply, applying and getting on and uh, sharing your nine days out in uh, Whaler's Way with us all. Thanks, fellas. And thanks for um, organising all of this. I, I actually can't believe you both of you were so into this. Um, I didn't think anyone was. So fantastic <laughs> job. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting therapy. I, I <laughs> uh, just quickly, too, before I thank you, Lance, um, good news, Craig. Craig Craig kind of threatened to not be on this episode until Matt Dyson released a certain audition tape that we've teased all season. We've said, you know, when we get to 1,000 likes on Facebook or Instagram, he will release it. Now, now Matt has done a very kind thing and has given me his audition tape. And I will say right now, we will be releasing that in the following uh, week. So, Craig, your threats have worked. Yeah. You will get yeah. to see an 18-year-old Matthew Dyson apply for Survivor and, and clearly see why he didn't can, get on. Can I just say that Ben actually didn't believe it was me. That's how much I look different to when I was 18. It is me. I do. I did have hair at one stage. But, um, yeah, Ben, at first he thought I, I was. it was a joke that I was actually sending in someone else's video. But I can assure you... It is an 18-year-old Matt Dyson in that video. <laughs> yeah, true story, true story. Lance, <laughs> mate, always a pleasure. You know, I've, I've had a, a long history with you, similar to, to, to Lincoln and, and Deb, you know, previously had you on um, former shows of mine as well in the past. So uh, it's, it's always great to, to get you on and chat. And uh, also really thank you for, for all your help and connections that you've uh, been able to help us without this season. You know, without you, we, we wouldn't have had Jane. We wouldn't have Sophie on the show. So, you know, really thank you very much for that. And uh, keep keep up the great work too with uh, Communities for Communities as well. You're doing fantastic work with that. And uh, we'll be keeping an eye on, on that, obviously, moving forward as you uh, push forward with it in the future. Thank you. Absolute pleasure to be. It's fantastic seeing everybody, by the way. I, I just, I'd love to just sit and just keep talking to everybody. But <laughs> <laughs> we can catch up individually off here. And happy birthday, too. Yeah. I don't yes, know if we always, yeah. can, we get, can we sing him a happy birthday? ハッピーバースデートゥユーハッピーバースデートゥユーハッピーバースデートゥユーハッピーバースデートゥユーハッピーバースデートゥユーハッピーバースデートゥユーハッピーバースデートゥユーハッピーバースデートゥユーハッピ
very special and, and Lance has reached out and or we both have, I guess, really, and that's um, very special. So I'm looking forward to Wales Way again. Um, can't wait. So thank you both very, very much for all the, I don't know, God knows how many hours you guys put in. Um, this is one thing, but what goes in before and after, I just cannot imagine. So um, well done. Uh, thank you so much. I will say it is 5.02 a.m. at the moment where I am. So <laughs> oh. I might answer that question for you, Shona. Uh, Jeff, mate, uh, again, pleasure pleasure to have you on the show. You're always fun. I, I Words cannot express uh the words that you say sometimes and it's fantastic so uh thank you very much jeff for for joining us and i i really look forward to uh you know joining you with some shenanigans in whalers way next year and can i can i just quickly say jeff too i was quickly saying thanks for uh it taking me six months to track you down you were the hardest man on this planet to track down but i can i nearly gave up i nearly gave up yeah but honestly um jeff i'm so glad i it, it it I'm so glad I didn't and that I didn't give up in that six months, mate, because it's, uh, you know, to, to hear that you're still a fan of the show now and, and you know, you're a character, mate. You're, you know how to spin a yarn and it's, um, yeah, I'm just so glad that we got back in contact with you. Well, thank you very much. I'll have to make some inquiries to see how you slipped through the catch. <laughs> you didn't find out where I am. I thought I had enough checks and balances in place that people couldn't find out. Wow. But thanks for takes a, a big effort to make things happen and and nothing happens unless you get off your backside and make it happen. And you two guys have done it. Uh, and I, I personally appreciate I don't know from hearing other people talk so today, but from my point of view, it's been really great. I do appreciate your effort. I appreciate what you've done. And thank you very much. And I can't wait till we perhaps meet in Wales Way or somewhere else. And I promise to be nice. Good. Yes, that's, that's the one promise. Naomi, uh, from a Carlton fan to another, we've got a lot in common. I enjoy our little post-football chats uh, constantly. Um, hopefully things will get a little bit better and we can live up to some potential. But outside of football, uh, pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to learn more about the bloody ship as always. And, uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate your company on the show tonight as well. Oh, thank you, Ben and, and Matt. Thank you both so much for... Not just tonight, but, um, you know, yeah, for, for doing this for all of us. I think we're all extremely grateful and humbled and it's been a joy really to relive it. You know, I think um, for many of us, as, as you've you've sort of identified, we've kind of pushed it aside a little bit. You really brought life back to what was a pretty great experience for, for all of this 19 years ago. So thank you so much. Really. And really Naomi, I, I just can't wait till the day that we tell, we have to tell, break the news to Ben that he's getting kicked off as host as ASA and you're coming on in his place. So, uh, <laughs> to, to... Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> we, 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 we'll discuss that later. Wow. All that, right. All right. that happened okay. fast. I was about to say well, that we'll let you know when David Jeanette's on in a few years' time, but, hey, you'll apparently be interviewing him. So you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why, clearly. Deb, same with you. Always a pleasure. I mean, you know, I mentioned with, with Lance, you know, I obviously had the honour of chatting with you a few years back on the Oz Network. So kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great to kind of remain friends, keep in touch and kind of, you know, get you here to chat because, uh, you know, you're, you're a mad, passionate fan about the show still to this day. It's great. You have that unique distinction of uh, that great photo of you and Pete kind of bridging the two uh, eras together, which was, you know, one of our most liked photos across our social media. People loved seeing that. So uh, I admire your passion. I, I love your absolute fandom for the show, and it's always a pleasure to have you on the show as well. 
call, guys. Thank you. And just, you know, repeating everyone's sentiments, but honestly, thank you for, you know, showing the love. You know, it's so nice to sort of have these memories brought back up and um, and so great to see everyone. I, I really, you know, I think it'll be a wonderful get-together next year. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Any any last chance of a quick little Famous Five sing-along or no? <laughs> mm. Have to try. Timmy you know. the dog. <laughs> 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 Timmy the bloody dog Lincoln mate and to you uh, yeah I think it was about 10 years ago nearly that I first spoke with you I, I think it was a random Twitter message thinking like oh he's not going to want to talk to me and you know here we are and, uh, yeah a lot of fun always and such a great insight and again as I was saying before your, your passion and everything for this show still to this day because uh, you've gone on to bigger and better things uh, unfortunately this show didn't quite uh, you know keep you in that hosting chair which I think you're actually quite happy about anyway but uh, yeah a, pl a pleasure to, to have you here and kind of have you join in with these group of people that you kind of controlled for 39 days <laughs> yeah look thanks guys and it's it, it has been really good I mean yeah becoming friends really <laughs> and I'd like look forward to the time that we can actually share a beer and be in the same room together at some point. But, um, yeah, and I think what you've done is, is basically made us all go back to that time, relive that time a little bit and feel better about that time. So, you know, thanks for that. You are yeah. most welcome. Matt, um, I, I, we usually kind of cut it now and do a, a, a closing, but uh, I'm going to keep this just in, in play because we're recording video for the first time and, and releasing this for the very first time. So I'm just going to wrap this up now. Um, next week, I will say quickly that we will have one final episode. It will just be a, a general wrap of the season. Uh, we will be joined by Cable and Matthew Carr just to kind of go over things that we maybe haven't discussed. We've got some listener questions that we will we'll touch on and kind of cover everything else off to to close off season one because it's a sad little moment i feel where we're kind of closing mm. off season one we've, we're going to talk about celebrity survivor now yay the one that half of us don't think is a real season <laughs> but uh, it's uh it's been a fun ride so tune in for that matt um i'm just going to say right now my name is ben waterworth thanks for tuning in to everyone and i'm going to give you the honor to close off an episode properly with anything else tell people where to listen and subscribe see if you remember all that let's really oh. you think naomi can host this i'm sure she can but let's see if you can host it mate Go on, Mr. Two well, Days on Survivor. You can find us on all good podcast services. How about that? But uh, what I will say, I'm a bit more concerned about going into season two. I've got to find a new man crush. I can't talk about David Haas anymore. It's David so Oldfield. Maybe it's just, David, yeah, David Oldfield. David Oldfield. <laughs> Justin Melby, who... Who knows? But Overrated. in all seriousness, I'll start off. I'll just quickly say, Lincoln, obviously, you're the host, mate. You did a great job. Um, it's it's great that you still want to be a part of it now. Like uh, some other people could say, oh, that, I was getting paid to do that. I've moved on. But it, it's great that you still like to talk about it. And I really appreciate it. And I thank you, Lincoln. For the rest of you guys, um, it was a pleasure watching you. Um, like I said before, I would have loved to have been able to be a part of it with you. I was lucky enough to get to play, you know, 18 years later. Um, um, but, you know, I really do wish I got to play with you guys. And, it's yeah, I hope that um, that we brought back some good memories and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And for all our listeners out there, until next time, we've got one more episode to see out this season and then we go into Celebrity Survivor. But I'm sure you'll all enjoy the conclusion episode. My name's Matt Dyson and this has been a fantastic reunion podcast. Yeah.